in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Say, man, you got a joint? Anybody like to smoke some pot? In the cab on the way over, Steve blazed up a doobie. Rolling baddies, smoking blunts. Who smokes the blunts? Who smoked the blunts? You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. All my great ideas come to me when I'm baked out of my skull. Hold up, yo. I've been saving this weed for a special occasion. That is good weed. My grandma drank all my pot. That is great. I'm just saying it's cool. I mean, how many people get to say that in their lifetime? Oh, potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X Sports Radio. There's no trouble, bro. There's people just like you and me. Now hit this joint and have some fun. I'm in love with Mary Jane. She's my main thing. She makes me feel all right. right. She makes my heart all right. Thursday, April 20th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, which I'm sure has never been more proud to be the title sponsor of our studios than they are today. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out what the UofL College of Business can do for you, including getting your MBA in as little as 12 months. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know what, better as the big X. TK was not expecting that. Didn't know that was about to happen. It is... I, I thought... I was going to say this is your holiday, but I thought that last year you gave this whole spiel about how this is for, like, the the casuals. This, this is for the people who don't really live that life, who are just trying to embrace, and you kind of were down on 420. But clearly you're going all in this year. Well, you know, I figured if I'm going to get into politics, i got to worry about the little people, too. The 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 the, the Joe the Plumber, the the... The left-hand smokers of the world that, that, that aren't, aren't aren't as hardcore as I am. Vicky Vape Pen. Vicky Vape Pen. The Vicky Vape Pen's out there. <laughs> Sammy Square. <laughs> he, 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 even Carl, the the Coke can user. I'm I'm all, I'm for everyone out there. Benny Bowles. Uh, Benny Bowles. <laughs> this is a perfect time for me to transition to this right off the bat. We're having Jeff Brom on the show today. Oh, baby. We celebrate it right here. I hope that he's not listening to the beginning of the show today because <laughs> he may rethink things. Uh, but he is set to come on the show today at 3.30. We'll talk about tomorrow night's spring game. It is a gigantic weekend ahead for U of L football, not just because we, the fans, are getting our first chance to see a Jeff Brom Louisville team in action, but my goodness, the recruiting list. Big-time names, both in the 2024 class, the 2025 class, and also transfer portal candidates are all in town this weekend. It is a gigantic, gigantic weekend for Cardinal football. We, we, you know, Obviously, we can't talk specifics with recruits when it comes to Jeff Brom, but we can talk sort of big-picture things, transfer portal, how this changes things going into this weekend. It's, it's always been a big-time weekend when it comes to recruiting high school players, but now when you're looking to – Add some late roster additions before you get into the summer months and then start fall camp. That changes things a little bit too. And maybe we can talk broadly about some of the big names that are coming in. I mean, let's just let's get right into it. The news that we found out officially today. We knew TJ Capers, who's the highest rated commit in the history of Louisville football, it was going to be here this weekend. We found out today that KJ Bolden, who is the number nine overall player in the class of 2024, is going to be in town this weekend. He's going to be at the spring game tomorrow. 
me say that again. Number nine overall player. We're not talking number nine safety. We're not talking number nine athlete. We're talking the ninth best player in the entire class of 2024. He is rated as the number one safety in America. He has offers from every school on the planet. Ohio State, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Clemson. Everybody's offered this kid. He's coming in town this weekend to watch Louisville, watch Jeff Brom, watch his, his crew do what they do on Friday and then spend some time in the Ville. That is a that's no small deal having a player of that caliber in town. And he's not the only one. Some big-time names are coming to this program uh, this weekend. It's going to be a, a huge event. Couldn't be more excited about it. We'll talk to Jeff Brom about all of that at 3.30. Not to be outdone, Nick Curran will join us at 4.15. It's a big day for the Louisville Bats. Ellie De La Cruz off the I.L., Louisville's about to become Ellieville. Very excited about that. They've won three or the hottest team in the IL. They, that's what people are saying. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to cool them down. The entire International League is ter- trembling right now. They're terrified of the bats. They see what's happening. I mean, Charlotte might not even want to show up today. They shouldn't after the last two nights. No, I mean. Three nights. They know we got Ellie coming up. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Nick Kern about all that good stuff. And then in between casual, normal nonsense from Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey. TK, nonsense? Yeah, nonsense. We have to get into how you started 420. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let you tell, but I, I know what happened. I, I know what you did last night. Okay, okay Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> wow, you've got a breast reduction. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, last night. So um, I made a promise to uh, to Princess Virginia. I told you yesterday that I would I would watch Frozen. So last night, uh, after I finished watching Weekend at Bernie's on AMC, I didn't set the record straight. I didn't tell you like, "Hey, you need to watch Frozen," or "Hey, like Virginia wants you." To, you volunteered to watch Frozen. What can I? Say? You don't have to force me to do things. I'm just, a, I'm, I'm just a giving. I'm the giving tree. I don't, you watching Frozen has no effect on me whatsoever. I'm not recommending that you watch Frozen. This isn't like, hey, man, this is actually really good. I think you'd enjoy it. You just, vol- you just decided you were going to do this. Well, for the record, you should have recommended it. it was better than Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't still better than Lonesome Dove, which I do love. Lonesome Dove's fantastic. I love Lonesome Dove, but uh, no, it was <laughs> so last night around almost like right around midnight. Uh, it did the, the first one, well, my first acts on, on this year's April uh, of 2023, 420. I, uh, I watched frozen and it was delightful. It's good. I enjoyed it uh, immensely. Um, yeah, I was, I was into it. I think, I guess you were asleep. You know where I was in the movie because when, when I, not to, I don't want to give any spoilers, but when a, a okay. major plot twist was revealed, I was like. I hate that dude. You hate Hans. Hans is just despicable. I woke up at 7.15 this morning. I was like, yeah, bleep Hans. <laughs> the rest of, when he came out on Disney on Ice, because they do Love is an Open Door. Oh, you had to boo he got, him. He got booed. Oh, he got, I would boo he him. He got booed by the adults. They're like, yeah, boo. And the mess thing Kill was, him. <laughs> so I'm sitting here watching it, and I'm actually getting mad at Anna the whole movie. I'm like, you've got Hans, that, this, this nice guy, like taking care of your kingdom for you. And over here, you are messing with the with the blue collar help. I mean, don't Christoph. you? Yeah, Christoph, yeah. Spin, as Olaf called him. I mean, he never. When did he ever reveal his real name? He called him both Spin for a while, uh, and I'll be Olaf at her birthday party. By the way, I think that's a given. Usually, when she when she casts characters, John is Olaf. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I'm Kristoff. She likes to be Anna. She doesn't like to be Elsa. I would. Yeah, Anna's better though. Mary's Elsa. No, sorry, Mary, but Anna is better than Elsa. That would leave you as potentially Hans. I don't want to be Hans. You could, Penny's Sven. Penny's always Sven. Well, I, I don't want to be Hans. Well, wanna... It's Slim Pickens now. We, the main characters are already assigned here. Well, I mean, I would say we you could go... be the the quirky uh, the store owner. 
<laughs> the guy stands up. He's like four. He's like, Doesn't have anything for winter in the store. <laughs> yeah. That guy's great. Summer blowout. <laughs> that could be you. That was, uh, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, by the way, and, and and you don't know this. So after I finished Frozen, I was like, that was delightful. I loved it. Let's watch Frozen 2. Did you really? I watched Frozen 2 last night. Uh, Frozen 2, not as good as the original. Agree. The soundtrack, nowhere near as good as the first one. Agree. They tried to get like a little too it. They tried to force it. Like the whole, uh, every song sounds like it's trying to sound like the, the songs from the first one. Now we can talk more about this. Which, but let's, which, let's, let's which just, is bad because. Let's lay a foundation real quick here. Let, let, okay. Let's, let's reset. You are a 43-year-old man. Not yet, but about to be. I thought you were 43 already. I turned 43 in like a week. You're 42. 42. Week, six days. Six days from now, you will be 43. I don't know why, but I feel like it has to give me some kind of like leeway towards like being better, but okay. You, Not really. Are you, you are a 42-year-old single stoner who kicked <laughs> off your 420 by watching Frozen and Frozen 2. Yes. In the wee hours of April 20th. <laughs> that is correct. There are times where I also people... ate leftover Chinese food while I watched Frozen 2. I don't hate that. <laughs> because by the time Frozen 2 was halfway over, I was like, I'm hungry. A lot of people ask me, how is this guy still single? And I, I don't know what to tell him. Yeah, I think I think I told, I think I told <laughs> in Texas, like, I think I might leave this detail off my dating app. I laughed really hard. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I might want to leave this one off. Um, I, I, I've had Luddy Ghost stuck in my head since yesterday. Oh, since welcome, welcome to my world. Um, I will say this. Uh, Deadpool was de- completely right. Uh, do you want to build a snowman? Is a complete ripoff of Papa. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can see that. that. It is obvious. I mean, come on. Uh, I don't understand how they supposedly had the song "Let It Go" and then built the plot. <laughs> I already did it last night. I went to both videos and listened to them. It's all when I'm in the car with the kids. <laughs> it's all I've listened. To. The best part is like John now will sing like the he'll just sing the go like he'll he'll wait for that part because yeah. he can't really talk and he's just like he's like go like Virginia knows every word she's belting it out. John like then just chimes in by screaming the goes. It's great. I had it in my dreams. I had a dream last night. Girls like looked at me and says, "I don't mind the cold anyway." I was like, "What?" Cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> yeah, I told you like it, it is. I I know that people love to do the thing where it's like. My favorite song by this artist is the deep cut. Like, oh, you know the, the basic songs. Sometimes the best song is the most popular one. And, and the best song from Frozen is Let It Go. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, I get, again. They're all good. The Snowman song is 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 is, is catchy and cute. I, That's what yeah. my friends like. I, I, I just, I'm, it's just the whole pop, because it just feels like it's the rip off of the Yentl thing. It just won't get out of my head. So, the, the, well, I think maybe the thing that I do that annoys Mary more than any other, which is saying something, is when they have the when we listen to "Do You Want to Build a Snowman," and they have the musical break where it's just the the chorus, and then in the movie they show like you know they, they're getting older, the, the parents go the off parents, the scene, yeah. and every single time it gets to that part, I look over, I go, both parents dead, dead. gone, <laughs> shipwrecked. Huge it was a little anti dramatic of the death of the parents. It's hugely dramatic. It's, it's well, no, it's, it's anti dramatic. It's like in the middle. It's caught in the middle of a well, chorus. It's a kids movie. They don't want to like show them like like screaming for help below deck. What are you as, talking as about? Our generation over. watched Simba's dad get trampled and well, like die in his arms. But every time that happens, they go to the musical and I'm like, both parents. We saw gone. Bambi's mama get her head dead. blown off. They're, they're like, every time you don't have to do it every time, and I'm like shipwreck, huge wave. Crushes them, not coming back. Especially don't make a drowning noise. But Mary, like Virginia, will ask, you know, like what, 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 what happened? I'm, I'm like, yeah, they got lost at sea, and you know, now their parents are gone. That's why. Because she's like, why are they all alone? Because the, the song, you know, Anna's like, 
we only have each other. Yeah. It's just, and then, uh, but <laughs> Love is an Open Door is my second favorite song. Eh. And then I like the, I, I like the really short, Christoph, uh, Reindeers are better than people. Reindeers are better people. I like the, I'm not a big fan of the Open Door one. I, I, I wasn't as big. What was the one, uh, something really been a forever or something? For the first time in forever. Yeah. That may be Virginia's favorite. Honestly, the rest of the soundtrack could just kind of go to the side oh. with, with, oh, it's all good. I mean, but, cause they're all both behind the, the, uh, bros. Let It Go and, and Snowman Song are mm. probably 1A and 1B. Have you, now, have you seen the second one? I have. Okay, because the second one... Only is, once, though. And I'll probably only watch it once, too. Because the second, yeah, the soundtrack, man, the plot... The movie was okay. Like, the story, it's... I don't know. The Kristoff the, the song really annoyed me. Like, I wanted to fast-forward through it. The, when he's, the Lost in the Woods song. Yeah. I, it was almost like just kind of on-the-nose annoying. It was a little bit... I don't know why I'm breaking down. Now, now too, Weezer but. did a, a remake of that song. Did they? Of Lost in the Woods, yeah. I could I could see a remake. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Their version's good. They they I mean they also did, you know, Africa too. So Demi Lovato also did a version of Let It Go that's pretty I, good. that I read where that, that was gonna be what they were hoping to release like for a single, but the 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 film version was so much more be- is better. The film version's better than the uh the kind of shorter demi version. Yeah, I think so too. Because the demi version plays at the end of the movie. Yeah, that when you hear it, I'm always like this it just sounds like a, sh- a song that you'd Roll on top of credits after the movie. Yeah, and so, but I guess the other original version was was more popular. It just caught on too much, so they just released it. And yeah, it's it was. I was pleasantly surprised. Now, now is the movie. I, I enjoyed the movie, despite liking the soundtrack. Let it go is a great song. It'd be still like number three on the on the Lion King soundtrack. Lion King soundtrack's great. It'd be number two or three on the Aladdin soundtrack. It still wouldn't be top on Little Mermaid. It's as good as it is. It's still not. It's still not top in some of the great. Soundtracks of the yeah, that may be a personal bias. I mean, no. if we grew up in you know the era of today, we might have a different feeling. I don't. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I, I'm with you. I did like it though. I do like the soundtrack. I do. I mean, as I left the house today, Virginia's wearing her Elsa dress that she got for Easter. Like she, she wakes up every single morning and is like, she's, she's Anna. Um, even though she's got the Elsa dress, now she wants an Anna dress. Well, can Anna's better than Elsa, though. She, she agrees. That, I mean, she's from you day agree, one. Right? I mean, no, you know, yeah. you know, Mary's Elsa, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm an Anna guy. Yeah. Um, which feels weird to say out loud. But that's <laughs> <what> I, mean. <laughs> I mean, I was rooting for Anna the whole time. Yeah, she's great. And then, Oh, I can be the, 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 the mag- magical troll that, 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 take, that, that saves her. You can be one of the trolls. What, no, what's his you name? You want to be pa- the head troll. Yeah, I want to be the head, uh, Papa, Papa Rola or something. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, whatever it is. Papa Roly or Pascal. You could be Pascal. Which one's Pascal? The little like frog, like lizard thing. From the second one. From the, is the first, is that? I think that's from the first. The lizard's one. the 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 fire the fire spirit from the second one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. And there's Gale's the wind spirit and. And I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop talking right now I say, because gonna, I don't think this is helping my odds at all in anything in any debate, any argument whatsoever. Other than yes, officer, I will go to this jail cell. I'm impressed with, <laughs> with how much you're retaining here. Well, I watched the second one during the the munchie era of, of the night. So, oh, Pascal's from Tangled. That's that, that's what I'm thinking of. I don't Sorry, think, I haven't seen. It's Tangled. the Rapunzel movie. Oh, okay. we're watching a lot of that. Too. I'm not watching that one. Yeah, you you you're not. I like it. You're not missing much. But Frozen is, is the superior, superior film for sure. Um, thanks to the, the a million people who just jumped on right away and were like Pascal is from Tangle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank you. Roush just texted me. He agrees with what Frozen Two not as good as Frozen. it's not as good. As, it, he says and he I can't agree. He's like the plot is just all over the place. And it is. They it, tried to force too much. They into also it. tried to make it a little bit 
like more grown up because I think the the initial audience had gotten older and they were trying to appeal to them and the younger kids. Yeah, the I'm getting when I get older song was kind of annoying. Yeah. The I, I remember like my because my buddies who had kids that that are older than mine who have kids that are now like nine and seven who were big into Frozen like like they were of age when Frozen two came out a couple of years ago and yeah. they all saw it in the theaters and they were all excited and they were like it's it's good it's not it's not Frozen. Yeah, and the unknown song just it just sounds like they're just trying to it sounds like a rip off of. Uh... It sounded like when 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 Parker did the Ghostbusters song, it was clearly he ripped off. I want a new drug. <laughs> That's like what unknown is to like let it go. It even sound even the unknown I let know. it go. I mean, come on. It's like when SNL does don't the even skit. Do like, there's like change up a few like lines here and there, but it's the same basic concept. <laughs> Texas, there's a theory in in uh, from, that the parents in for, are from Frozen are alive and are Tarzan's parents. I love that theory. That's interesting. I knew right away. Like so, the first time I saw Frozen, and I saw that they don't. You know they, they don't pass away on screen. Actually, I'm like I guarantee that there's some like adult fan fiction theories about this because there are for like every show, which are hilarious, and I always enjoy reading them, which is great. Uh, Texas says, "GD, I love the show. Thank you." <laughs> we thought we spent the first 20 minutes transitioning into a Jeff Brom interview talking about Frozen. Texas says it would be awesome if when Brom went on air, Trevor was in the background saying "Street Light Between the Park, Street Fight Between the Park Benches." <laughs> What song is that? It's just a reference to his Street Fight Between the Whistles. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Texas says, I watched, quote, I watched Frozen, and it was delightful. Big X Global Sports Radio rules. <laughs> it was. It was. I'd never, I had never seen it. Texas when TK <laughs> watches Frozen, he calls it Baked Alaska. <laughs> it's a good text. Do we give out text of the day still anymore? We, well, we can. If you want an expired gift card, you just want it. <laughs> We've had a, a bunch of people asking questions about edibles versus smoking I guess, let's do this later in the show <laughs> we've got jeff brom coming on in literally nine minutes weigh in on it? I, I don't know <laughs> so. no i mean if yeah, if he's listening right now he's regretting coming on the show right but this is uh we've had weed talk and frozen do you remember the last time he was on the show i don't think he he obviously is, knows what he's stepping the into. last time he was on the show we were creating your salad to eat we were and but, we asked him about it but we say we asked him about it in, in briefly but yeah. like the madness of the show happened after he was was already done, where you ate the salad, spit a chunk of it out. I broadcast it, I, I videoed it, and put it out to the world to see who was horrified. Uh, I'm getting a new salad and eat it to get another one. Okay, well, okay. It would be George Tech. I'm just noticing. Uh, also, uh, this is the day the music died. My blue check is officially gone from Twitter. Oh, is that? I, I didn't even realize it when I just re I retweeted you and everything. All these fake card chronicle profiles now are going to show up and just steal my belief. Like they're just going to be like just taking all the credit. I'm gonna create one right now. It's officially. I woke up this morning I'm and I was like, a mic. <laughs> "I woke up this morning and I was like, oh no, Elon, you're wrong again. Like you said, the blue checks are gonna be gone in the morning. They're not gone. And then, bam, afternoon, took mine. I'm gonna take everything from your profile except that it'll be at Car Chronicle two, and the name and everything else will be the same except the picture I'm gonna put from the dude from Genesis. That's fine. <laughs> that was picture on there. And actually, I might do his. I might do his bio on your instead of your bio, just his bio. I did have a, but there, it'll still say at Car Chronicle too. There was one of those parody accounts. that was like not. There was like a not Mike Rutherford page yeah. for a while that like had the same picture. But like you know, typically when those are out there, they try to to like mimic or mock the person that they're doing. Like mine guy just tweeted like normal stuff about Louisville. He, he didn't like. <laughs> he didn't try to be me, but he was just like. <laughs> like uh, I don't think this is the spirit of the game. He's like Quentin Snyder <laughs> taking an official visit to Louisville this week, and I was like, "What? what this, this isn't the way that it's supposed to work. You can just make like your own Louisville recruiting page if you want to do that." But it was yeah, it was uh, it was, they weren't like mean to me, or they weren't like trying to like mock me, or just like copy me. It was just 
somebody who's just tweeting normal stuff about Louisville under the not Card Chronicle. I know. I I, I can confirm. I do know who created the fake Big Easy account back in the early days of uh, of the ticket. And sure, uh, I had no idea there was a fake Big Easy account. Oh yeah, neither. I, I don't think many people. Do. Well, people don't remember there's a Big Easy account. <laughs> it's, been a, it's, been, it's been a while. I love Easy. He's, he's been gone for a while. It's been he's, a while since he was on the ones and the twos. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, he, people he, have short in memories. any radio because he left and went to Oklahoma and then St. Louis and or St. Louis and Oklahoma and yada yada, but. Yeah, we used to, but that, but that was like, yeah, that count like would mock everything he would say on the radio show at the time. See, that that's what typically yeah. you, you know you you feel like you see from or just be over the top or, like I you love like like Tom Crean can give me a kiss you know anytime and you know just, yeah, yeah all that type of stuff but like yeah. mine didn't do that. Uh, we got lots to get to today. Uh, obviously, when Jeff Brom comes on, we'll talk football with him for uh, 10, 15 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the spring game. Then we'll react to that. Uh, Nick Curran will come on at 4.15. In between and outside of those times, we've got a new U of L women's basketball transfer who's committed today. We've got more men's basketball recruiting notes to get to. We've got a couple of football notes to get to from uh, Coach Brom's radio show last night, which featured a number uh, of coaches talking. Uh, we got, uh, again, some general pro sports news. It's cracking Avalanche game two tonight. We'll get hyped You're up for that. Lacking, baby. It's going to happen tonight. we got lots to get to. We, we, Trevor's thoughts on today's SpaceX excursion. We'll get to that. He'll have to find out what that means uh, and w- what happened. So it's going to be a loaded show. We're going to have a good time. But after the break, we're going to hear from your head football coach, Jeff Brom, will join us. He'll talk about tomorrow night's spring game. He'll talk about spring practice up until this point and a number of other things. Keep it locked right here. Jeff Brom is next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Doing a, a homeward bound remix that is homeward Brom. Yes, I'm point. in the works with the musician and a studio. Yeah. We're going to get this demo tape done. A horrific event that could only be inspired the music by video one man. Will be even better. Uh, and that man's about to join us right now on the phone line. Uh, he is Louisville head football coach Jeff Brom back on the Mike Rutherford Show. Coach, uh, thanks so much for joining us again here on 1450 The Big X. How are you? Good. Good afternoon, guys. Yeah, when last we spoke, uh, Trevor Kelsey was about to eat a salad for the first time in his life because you were you were coming home, and now he's recording a homeward Brahm. Uh, for, for all the excitement there is about your return here, if, if there's one negative, it's the fact that you've inspired this man to do so many horrible, horrible things. So uh, we, 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 th- there's a, a give and a take here, Coach. Uh, but certainly we're very excited to have you here. Uh, spring football winding down. It will come to an end tomorrow night with the spring game uh, out there at l Stadium. So far, from what you've seen, just give us a, a general sense of, of your thoughts on spring practice and maybe how it stacked up against your expectations going into this these few weeks. Well, I think we've had a productive spring, and really uh, we've got a good nucleus of guys on this team that play a lot of football and definitely have experience. So we want to build a team around those guys and let them kind of lead by example. And there's some holes that we got to fill without question, but these guys are working hard and they want to do well and they want to succeed. And 
you know, right now we're going to throw a lot at them and make them learn a lot and challenge them mentally to, uh, you know, be the best they can can as well. So right now, you know, those times are swimming and making some mistakes, but that's all part of it. And this learning process is going to take just a little bit of time. Uh, but we've got all summer months of June and July. Then we've got all fall camp. And then, of course, you want to be ready for the first game. But you just got to repeat the, the learning process and go over things over and over again and make sure that when we take the field game one, these guys can play fast and they can showcase all their ability that they have and hopefully, you know, find ways to win football games. Tomorrow night, I, I know coaches across the country have different philosophies when it comes to their setup for spring games. Uh, talk a little bit about the the format and, and why you chose this format that we're going to see tomorrow night. Well, I'm like everybody. I wish you could have a spring game and scrimmage and tackle and uh, have your best against the best the entire taint, uh, game and all those things. But, you know, like everything, I mean, you go through a football season, there's certain injuries you have, there's certain guys that are out throughout spring, you lose a few other guys that you're trying to get healed up for the for the fall camp. And even the NFL, you know, you don't have this, this spring practice because guys can't handle all that physically. So right now there's some guys that are out, but that happens. you got to get the guys ready that are, are out there and that are competing. And a lot of the young players that haven't played a whole lot, you, you work hard to get them ready. So, you know, we'll try to make it as much game like as we can. We're, we are going to go ones on ones and twos on twos and threes on threes. And it's not going to be you know, anything where one side's trying to look better than the other. They're going to compete and, 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 and play hard and hopefully play well. Will some of our best players not play a whole lot? Yeah, that's probably correct. You know, some of those guys will get some repetitions, but not a ton. And then we'll turn it over to the young guys and, and see what uh, they can do. But uh, I think it'll be, you know, a lot of fun and uh, it'll be great competition. And you just got to see what these guys can grasp and who's going to emerge as playmakers and who's going to be the next group of guys that can lead this football team. Do you have a sense of, at least from what you've seen so far, about – the offense maybe being ahead of the defense or vice versa, or they're, they're kind of even, or, or, or do you know just yet? Well, normally the defense is a little bit ahead, and I would say they're a little bit ahead right now uh, just because the learning curve is steep. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a situation where, you know, the experienced guys, you can tell who they are. They play a lot of football. They picked up things very fast, and, and, and uh, they understand the concepts, and they've really done a really good job. There's just some some younger players and a few transfers that, maybe haven't played as well, excuse me, that has played as much, that are just it's going to take a little while to learn everything so that they can play at that type of speed. On defense, I think there's a good nucleus of guys that have played football that are back, and you can you can tell when you're on the field, these guys show up all the time, they make plays, they play fast, they understand what we're doing, and then, like everything, you know, you need 11 guys working together at one time, and uh, if you have a two, two or three guys that aren't on the same page, it doesn't look as good. So we just got to get those guys up to speed, uh, I think it's a good crew. I think they can handle things. I think that uh, at this point, uh, we like what we've seen. This is the time of the year where leaders start to really emerge, uh, get, get ready for fall camp and then into the season in the fall. Any names of any guys specifically that have stepped up and really kind of taken on that leadership role early on? Well, I think on offense, we have three offensive linemen that have a ton of experience that have really done a good job. I mean, a really good job. And Brian Hudson, Renato Brown, and Michael Gonzalez. And then you get to the the backfield, and definitely Jawar Jordan has had a great camp, really has done some great things. And his backup, Maurice Turner, has really done some good things. So we're excited about them. And on the receiving end, Jamari Thrash has stood out uh, the most amongst the guys with a lot of talent, make plays, Kevin Coleman, Jimmy Calloway, Amari Huggins-Bruce, uh, you know, Chris Bell, unfortunately, is out with an injury. Jaden Thompson's out with an injury, but those guys have stood out. Uh, and at quarterback, Jack Plummer, you can tell he's played a lot of football, and he's got a their offense because he's been really sharp. So that'd be on the offensive side. When you get to defense, 
without question, Aston Gelati is a force on that side of the ball. He's strong. He's played a lot of football. He's quick. He can rush the passer. I think uh, adding Stephen Heron on the other side will be a really good addition. You can tell he has experience and can play football. Popeye Williams has shown some glimpses. And really, the interior of the defensive line, uh, I wouldn't say one person staying out over the other, but it's a good nucleus of guys that all can be productive. When you get to the secondary, Jarvis Brownlee uh, has done a really good job. He stood out. He has a ton of experience. Quincy Riley's out with an injury, so you haven't seen him. Uh, Trey Franklin has done a good job at corner, uh, really stepped up in that number two role right now. Um, and then uh, MJ Griffin in, in the backfield and uh, D'Angelo Hutchinson have, have done a good job and, and Josh Minkins is out. But, uh, you know, that's kind of how I see it. The linebacking crew, you know what, um, not a ton of experience, so we're still trying to figure out who are going to be the leaders there. But, you know, we got a new list of guys that have all at times done real well. Stan Clark is a really good freshman, probably our top incoming freshman along with uh, Adonijah Green at the defensive end position. Um, but, uh, you know, other linebackers, you know, have, have, have done a good job. We just got to continue to add experience and, and build depth there. Talking with Louisville football coach Jeff Brom here on 1450, the Big X. Coach, when people think about you, they obviously think about quarterbacks. Uh, you mentioned Jack Plummer there. The last time we had you on, you said you brought him here to do a job. Um, how do you feel about the, the job that he's doing so far a little bit more in depth? Does he, has he looked like the guy that you've wanted him to be so far this spring? Well, he's looked really good. I mean, you can tell, like I said, uh, the experience plays a huge factor. He's played a lot of football. He's played a lot of football in our offense, and then he played an entire year and another offense as the start of the entire year. So, you know, when those guys come in, you can just – they're relaxed, they're confident, and he's done a good job. Sometimes for, for a quarterback in this offense, it's going to take a while if you don't know it. So Brock Dolan and Evan Conley um, – uh, and Caleb, uh, you know, they're they're doing well, but it's going to take a while to learn the system. Unfortunately, Pierce has been out with an injury uh, that he sustained uh, before spring practice that he's just now finally kind of getting back from. So haven't seen as much of him. But, uh, you know, he's learning things, and he'll do a good job once he gets back healthy. Mark Ivey was talking to the media last week, and one of the things that he mentioned was how involved you are on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I know a lot of people think you, they think offense, but – how do you divvy up your time during practice? How much time do you like to spend with the, with each unit? Well, believe it or not, uh, what's even more important is really in the meeting rooms and off the field how much time I spend. So I'm going to spend a whole lot of time with the defense, and really it's nothing more than you know making sure that uh, you know we have a sound package together that's uh, creative but yet definitive in, in, in its role and in its structure and its discipline. So, you know, a couple of years ago I kind of, you know, adopt the approach of, hey, we're going to basically run my defense as far as what I want to do and as far as the terminology, we're going to call it this no matter who the coach is. And that doesn't mean these coaches can't be creative and have their own twist. They can. And we got a good staff, and I want them to do that. But I want to know what's going on, and I want to make sure it has the same identity, that, which I like, which is being aggressive, which is challenging routes, which is getting after the quarterback, which is finding ways to uh, create pressure and make the quarterback feel uncomfortable, which is uh, the ability to, to be creative at times and do a couple different things. So I just think that it's important that we continue to work through that and, uh, and have a room of collaboration between our defensive coordinator, Ron English, who does a great job, helped by Mark Hagan and Mark Ivey and Steve Ellis and Carl Maslowski and those guys. And, of course, I'm going to be in there. I want to see what's going on. I want to make sure, hey, this is what I see. Well, you know what? I like that idea. It's great. You know what? Nah, there's a few holes in that. So I just think if everyone's communicating, if everyone's in collaboration, if everyone's willing to point the finger at themselves instead of just one voice, 
uh, even our offensive room, even though, you know, I call the plays, we're all in there together. We're all creating ideas and putting things together, and we're all working with our players. Uh, the more people that uh, have a responsibility and feel uh, like they're a part of it, the more success you're going to have. Spring games have always been gigantic recruiting weekends when it comes to re- recruiting high school kids. That has not changed. I know you can't talk specifics, but it's it's another big-time recruiting weekend for you guys on that front. But also now with the transfer portal, it's a huge weekend for, for, for potential transfers, is it not, Coach? Well, it definitely is, and that's the uh, day and age we're in right now. So without question, this will be a busy weekend for us. It's important that we – continue to uh, address any needs we feel like we need to address and be on top of that. And at the same time with the transfer portal, even though you're going after, you know, guys that are out there, you've got to be conscious of your team. And uh, sometimes people may want to depart as well. So you have to have plans ready in case that happens. And you have to just make sure that, you know, you're fair and you're honest with, uh, you know, everybody that you're recruiting so that, uh, you know, when you bring guys in, it's the right fit. It's for the right reason. Uh, they're good quality people that want to be here. But uh, it's very active right now. It's going to continue to be that way through the end of the summer. This has been, I think, for the fan base, a long time coming. The excitement level has been so high. We hear about it every single day on this show. Uh, I know for you personally, you know, you, the last time we talked, you had really had a chance to catch your breath. Uh, you've now been in the job for a few months. Has it set in now? You are the head football coach at the University of Louisville. And have these first few months been everything that you were hoping they were going to be? Well, I said that, you know, the first couple of months were as busy as it could possibly be. So there was a lot to do, a lot of things on the plate, uh, you know, just getting the chance to know recruits and their parents and our players and our team and learning our players' names and what they're good at and going through spring practice and figuring out what our guys can do, what they're good at, who are the leaders, who who do you feel good about uh, moving forward and who needs to continue to improve. So it's just a, a big learning process for everyone, you know, our coaches, myself, and our players. And, and so you just got to put in the time. You got to put in the work. And you can't think things are just going to happen. You can't just think because something worked before, it's going to work again. No, you've got to re-examine it. Uh, you've got to study it. You have to figure out answers for problems before they come up so that if it comes up uh, during the season, you're ready to go and you're not uh, completely dumbfounded. So there's just a lot that goes into it. And I really do feel like, uh, you know, nowadays in college football, it's so competitive. You know, the head coach has to be involved, and he has to do his part, and he has to really uh, be invested in helping the team improve and not just be a CO. That's just me. And our assistants have to do the same thing. They have to put the work in. It has to be put in the offseason. You can't just all of a sudden think the season's here and let's try to learn on the fly. No, we have to be really prepared and ready to go and make sure our players are prepared because every game matters in college football. All right, Coach, we'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, spring game. First chance to see a Jeff Brom Louisville football team outside of just guys staying healthy and guys competing. What specifically are, are you hoping to see from your team and their, their sort of their debut performance tomorrow night? Well, I think it's important in general, while you try to coach guys up and put them in a position to succeed and do all those things, you got to simplify it come game time. And I think I want us to treat it like a game as far as our preparation. Whatever we do mentally before a game, you need to do it before this game. You get to put pressure on yourself to go out there and perform and really. Uh, in the end, we want to play hard. We want to play tough. We want to play smart. It needs to be visible. Like people who watch need to say, man, that team plays hard. Wow, man, is that team tough? Man, that team's pretty smart. We don't make a lot of stupid mistakes, stupid penalties. So those things you want to see. And then, of course, you just want to see execution. There's a lot of things we're throwing at them. So there's going to be some miscues there. But you want to see who can execute, who can handle things, who can handle adversity, who can make plays uh, when, when, when uh, you're in a scrimmage situation. And those things are just very important. And the more action you can get at that, the better you're going to be. But, you know, I think our guys will play hard. But it's important that 
you know, no matter what the weather is, we go out there and we give it everything we have and, and we try to work hard to improve and put on a good show. Coach Jeff Brown, we could not be more excited for tomorrow night and for the season ahead. Very, very pumped to see the first Cardinal football team under your uh, guidance there. Thanks so much for spending some time with us, and, and best of luck tomorrow. Okay, thanks, guys. We'll see you out there. That was Jeff Brom, your football coach here, kicking off his uh, his debut season with L tomorrow night, 7 o'clock at LNN Stadium. That's going to be the spring game. Weather be damned, I could not be more excited. This is going to be – I mean, every time I hear him talk, I just get more and more excited. It just it, – it, I'm reminded of the fact that he's our head football coach and that we get to hear stuff like this every time he gets on the mic. Um, it's going to be fun, man. I, I, ready to go. I, I wish the game was 30 minutes from now. I don't know what's more impressive, the fact that he can make me run through a wall or that he can make me run. Yeah. I, I mean, know which one's more. I mean, I just I don't know which one it should be a comp, more of an accomplishment. Both impressive. But I, I like that. Yeah, I, I was going to kind of go like, Position by position, talking about the wide receiver, the newcomers there that we're excited about, the running backs. And then he just like went through all the positions. I was like, okay, yeah, let's get all the updates there. I could not be more excited to hear about Jamari Thrash looking as good as we were hoping he was going to. Jawar Jordan having a big time spring. Jack Plummer getting the job done so far. Was going to ask about Pierce Clarkson specifically, and then he brought him up saying, you know, he's been so limited so far, which sucks because, you know, he is. Even if he's not going to play a big role on this year's team, he's clearly going to be a big part of the future of this program. And getting our first glimpse of him uh, was going to be something cool. But he has unfortunately had that broken toe that has kept him out for most of the spring. But we'll, we'll see Pierce uh, see Pierce soon enough. I mean, the, the way you were you worded the question was kind of like the one question I just kind of had in my back of my head was like, you know, what without even naming a player, like what position has kind of like stepped up and you know been kind of ahead, maybe or, or just really embraced this this coaching staff and this philosophy and. And you and I think I wasn't expecting names either. Like when you asked the question, I was like, you know, the wide receivers are doing this. So the you know the O line is that you know yada yada. And he just went to names. I mean, just yeah. and, and was everybody I wanted to hear about too. Uh, I was very uh, very excited. Yeah, I mean, I think you can also tell because th- there clearly are still some some spots that they want to fill with some transfers. We have some scholarships available, and there's a fairly robust list of, of potential transfers that are going to be attending this weekend. And he. All but said, look, linebacker and offensive line. Pretty much, yeah. Those are two areas where we still need some dudes. We have three offensive linemen that have a lot of experience that we feel really good about, but there are definitely some spots up for grabs. We've got the, the transfer from Rutgers who's coming in this weekend. A couple more are coming in this weekend who could be plug-and-play guys. Linebacker, you're lacking in experience there with, with some of the guys who left and some of the guys who graduated. We could use some help in, in that spot. And so, yeah, like – like. Going through the spring and seeing exactly what you've got gives you a better indication of, of of where you still need to build. And so I think that that, you know, it's an advantage that you don't have in basketball. You, you, you can't, you're not going through early season practice right now as you're recruiting the transfer portal. You're not seeing like, oh, I'm not sure if, if Guy Clark's a true point guard or if, if, you know, if Trenton Flowers can really play the two. We need to go out and get this guy and that guy. It's an advantage that you do have in football where, you know, maybe you, a guy looks great in the weight room and you feel like he could really start at right guard and then you get out there and you're like, ooh, he probably can't start at right guard. We've got to go get somebody else out there. But uh, it, was, it was great to hear that insight. Um, the ones versus the ones, I'm glad we're going to get a chance to see that tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's not trying to, you know, put up a – false stat line for anybody. He's not going to have Jack Plummer come out there and go against the threes and 
throw for 5,000 yards and 17 touchdowns and start the Heisman campaign. He, he wants to see the best of the best. And Maybe those were 5,000 yards and 36 touchdowns against our ones, and maybe we get worried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, <laughs> there's a, at least, at least once he gets the threes, we'd be like, well, if our first two starters don't get injured, we're all, we're okay. That is the risk with spring games. And it's the funny thing about spring games across the country is you can tell which fan bases are, are optimistic about the season ahead and which ones are pessimistic about the season ahead because, Look, clearly you can paint it either way. If the offense <laughs> yeah. looks great, it's like, damn, we look great on offense. Or if you don't think the team's going to be very good, it's like, this defense sucks. Uh, we can't stop anybody. And if the offense comes out there tomorrow night and can't put up any points, you'll have some fans who are like, the defense looks great. You'll have some fans who are like, we got to go get a transfer quarterback now. Uh, so you just, it's definitely a no win situation to a certain extent. But um, we could have a 101, 100, 100 shutout. We could. Or shootout. We could. Now, the, the weather does look a little bit dicey, which sucks, uh, but hopefully it'll – you never know around here. It could look bad, and then around 5 o'clock we could be like, hey, it's clearing up. It's going to be fine. It's going to be 60 and sunny. Let's get this thing going or 60 and cloudy. No rain. We're going to be fine. Uh, so we'll see. But regardless, hopefully we'll have a, a solid turnout tomorrow. It is free. Um, there will be some concessions open. The, the alley is going to be open. You'll have plenty of time to tailgate before if you want to. See the old friends, see the, 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 your section mates for the first time since last fall. Let's get let's get it done. It's, and also, just I mean, it's it's the it's the Jeff Brom debut for God's sake. We've it been is. we've been manifesting this for like 15 years. We've been waiting for this moment. You finally get to see this man run out of the tunnel as your head football coach. Oh, let's not miss it. Stop it! I got to stand up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> man, and I, like I said, I know he couldn't mention names, but. We got KJ Bolden coming in town, who again, number nine overall player in the 2024 class. We've got TJ Capers coming in, highest rated commit in the history of global football. We've got a number of other guys coming in. It is a man, it's a big time weekend. Um, not just not 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 just with the the, the the high school recruits, but some of these transfers that we're talking about being potential plug and play guys. So you want to impress them. The weather, it does look like it's going to be better than we initially thought on Saturday. Take them to Thunder. Uh, keep them for an extra week. Take them to the Balloon Glow on Friday. Is Thunder going to be nice weather? Thunder it looked really bad all week. It's looking like it's it's still not going to be like today or, to, or, uh, or yesterday. That's a shame. But it's going to be, I think maybe there's a chance that it's going to be better than we thought it was. I mean, we're not talking rain, though, are we? Yeah. I mean, I can hit yeah. Potentially. I mean, I don't, I'm like, as if I care, I don't go out there anyway. What's the last Thunder, what's the last Thunder you've been to? Oh, it's been since I was in college, I think. Yeah, I went to like the first like five or six Thunders, and I don't think I've been to one since about 96, 97, maybe. I went a bunch when I was a kid. Yeah, I went, I mean, I think the last time I went to, I went to a few as, as an adult, went to, as a kid, my aunt and uncle took me down there. Like the first one I want to, I guess I didn't go to the first one, because the first one was technically at like Cardinal Stadium, and then the second one was on the river. And the second one was the one I went to, the first one, which was in like 90, I think, 90, 91. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I, w- I went to one of the very first ones, but I have no memory of it because I was really young. Mm-hmm. And then we used to always go to like the WLKY, the Big Hill, and hang yeah. out there. That's where we went. When we went when I, I don't was remember where we'd go. I just remember there was like three years in a row. It was on the same day as the NFL draft. And I was like, I don't even want to be here. I want to go home and watch the draft. Yeah. <laughs> My hands like, like, you're a kid. What, what is wrong with you? It did get to a point when I was like, 12 or 13 where I'm like, I've, I've seen this before. Like I, I'd, I'd rather be home. I think the last one I went to was when I was like 16 or 17. I spent more time drinking than I didn't even bother. I mean, by the time the fireworks came up, I was just, I'd rate a pass out. The last time I went, I think it was like my junior year in college and we all went down there 
and like I got very drunk and it was like there's just pee everywhere like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still not even drunk enough to be okay with this and then the traffic so we were supposed to go my senior year of college which would have been 2007 okay and i was long gone by then one of my buddies ended up getting a nintendo wii like it had just come out and Wiener we started bud. we started drinking and like we were playing with the wii it's like the middle of the day and like all the girls that we like including mary like they came over they're like they're ready to like oh, go, yeah. like ready to go down there and i was like we all kind of looked at each other we're like we kind of want to stay here and just play the Wii. Uh, we, we have a big Mario bo- Kart. We did, it was no, it's like boxing tournament and the tennis. Oh, game. the original stuff. Oh, yeah. even better. Yeah, it just like just come out, and so we played them. We just started playing drinking games, and then like they came back and we're like, "Did you guys not go?" They're like, "Thunder's over. We've been gone. You guys have been doing this for like seven <laughs> hours." The Wii was awesome. The Wii brought men and women together because girls love to play too. It was great. Yeah. It was a great thing. Yeah, everyone loved to play with the Wii. We did Mario Karts. Yeah, I mean the, the Wii was we was awesome. I think the thing that really killed my Thunder experience was like the last time I was at, did it, I was over on the other side, Indiana side, again teenager. And I just remember I was we were it was, it was it was supposed to be a party, but it was like more of like a flop house party. And there was somebody like walks in and wears like Thunder over Clarksville T-shirt. No, oh. and I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I'm done. I'm this, this is they have killed this event for me forever. That's yeah, it's not allowed at all. Come like, on, where did you buy? He's like, oh, they're selling them down by the road. I'm like, shame. <laughs> I just want to get in the car and just start just like going Grand Theft Auto on the street. Uh, to recap, there a spring game tomorrow night, seven o'clock, LNN Stadium. It's also the LNN Stadium debut. Look, it's, it's we can call it Cardinal Stadium. I'm calling it Cardinal Stadium for the first, but it is technically the, they pay the me debut. Typically, I'm not giving them a tie of the LNN Stadium. Uh, if you cannot make it out, if you're out of town, or you know the, the weather's going to keep you away. Uh, you can watch the contest live. It will be streaming on the ACC Network Extra. So if you have the Watch ESPN app or uh, anything that can get ACC NX, you'll be able to stream it there. Um, the, I, I might actually pay for it to get it. The gates into the stadium are going to open at 6 o'clock. Seating is going to be available only in the 100 and 200 sections of the lower bowl. So yeah, I don't know why you would want to sit in like, the flight deck, but yeah, you're not going to be able to. That's not going to happen. Tailgate lots will be open to the public beginning at 2 p.m., Fans are encouraged to tailgate in the uh, the bronze lots, D, E, F, G, and J. Platinum, S, and purple lots, A and B, are also available. The alley is going to be open. They're going to have a half-off sale of UofL merchandise, which includes T-shirts, sweatshirts, youth apparel, uh, some game jerseys, and other miscellaneous items. They'll be marked, marked, down at, marked down at 50%. They'll start serving to the public at 2 p.m. And they'll also have live music and food trucks starting at 4 p.m. Reminder, this is free, so... It's a great deal. Want to see some football? Want to do some tailgating? Want to get some live, free live music? Have some drinks with friends? Watch Jeff Brom and company do their thing. Great deal. Don't worry I almost part of me really wants to go. I got to work the bats game tomorrow night, so we'll blame Nick Kern for that coming up at four fifteen. <laughs> it's not really his fault. It's more Josh. We can blame him for it. I can't get mad at Josh because he's like, I work every game except for Friday. So I'm like, oh well. <laughs> I blame Kern for everything with the bats, but he gets credit too. Remember well, Jim. This is a, I just saw this. This is bad news. Um, are you familiar with the the southern the iconic Southern Indiana pharmacy known as Butt Drugs? Oh, I know Butt Drugs well. Butt Drugs. I usually, I usually go into the rear. The picture the, the picture has become iconic. The, the famous Butt. Have you ever seen their commercial? It's closing. No. After seventy one years, it's clinching. It's 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 clinching up. <laughs> their commercial. I think I have their commercial still on my phone. I recorded it off like. At two in the morning, off some channel. It's the greatest commercial ever. They even they even advertise if you if, for for quicker service come into the rear. I'm like, there's no way they are just. Un- oh yeah, I mean, they they play it up. Yeah, I mean, they, there's no way that they're, they're not around. 
that's sad. It's it's very. I mean, sad. yeah. If you know they have the not big... on today, not on four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Any other day? Why you got ruined the four twenty? Take away, take away my butt drugs. But but four twenty is not about butt drugs. Four twenty is about other drugs. Out in the open. <laughs> they, I guess they'll take down that big banner right when you go over across the the Sermon Mitten Bridge. Makes me sad. Yeah. Makes me sad. I've never actually. Have you ever been there? Uh, no. I, for a long, I was always aware of that picture because it would always circulate in the early days of the internet. For a long time, I had no idea that it was in Southern Indiana. You didn't know. I just knew that there was a button. Like when, when you're hilarious. going to the when you're going to the boat, or you're going to St. Louis, either way, and you go over that the, the you know the New Albany Bridge, they, they got the big billboard right there when you right when you come over to Indiana side. It's that's got a butt drug billboard. I don't think I ever noticed it. Oh, I, I see it all the time. Anytime I've gone, like I said, the boat or I'm heading this last one in St. Louis, I've never seen it. Plus the their commercial's so great. I'll find it on my phone and send it to you. Uh, I've big, got it saved from like years ago. Still, big thanks to Jeff Brom for spending some time with us. Uh, the, the the you know he didn't have to do it. We appreciate it. Second time we've had him on. Our quest to have every Brom on besides Brian continues. Oh, we um, are we are going to call Brian at one point and then just hang up on him. We'll do the like the Rick Pitino thing where they the, <laughs> those that Boston station was like you ruined the Celtics and then just hung up on him. <laughs> you can do that thing. I was talking to my friends last night and I was like. Brom's coming on the show tomorrow, and one of them was like, was like, ask him how it felt to hit behind me in the lineup in like the same next game, and he was like, oh, I assume you're talking about Jeff. I was like, Brian's never coming on the show. He's he's not he's not allowed. I'm gonna have Ashley on. I am gonna have his wife on at one point and just be like, tell us some embarrassing stories about Brian. <laughs> Did that to Doster actually. We'll get Brady on. We'll get uh, <laughs> we'll get his kids. We'll get Brian's kids on. Both of them. Well, I won't make all these plays. I was interviewing Doster once, and I heard, I could hear something in the background. I was like, who is that? And it was his wife. And I was like, just put her on. <laughs> and like, he came to the and I talked to her for like the next 15 minutes. <laughs> but big thanks to, to Coach Brown for coming on here. That was a, a very enlightening conversation, very fun conversation. Sounds like spring practice has been going. Uh, I mean, he, he seemed to be very optimistic. He clearly was downplaying a few things. Doesn't want to be like, we're going to win the national title. No, that's but, for us uh, to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we got, do, we'll carry that flame We'll for you, do that worry. job for him. <laughs> Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, hour number two, we'll talk some nonsense to start the hour, and then we'll have Nick Curran talk some Louisville Bats baseball at 4.15. It's Ellie De La Cruz Day here in Louisville. He's officially off the injured list. We'll get uh, Nick's thoughts on that, and we'll take some texts from you guys at, on the Thornton Sex Line at 502-414-1450. Mike Rutherford Show, hour number two is next here on 1450 The Big X. When my thoughts escaping home, when my music's playing home, when my love lies waiting silently for me. Every day is an endless stream of cigarettes. She grew up in the Indiana town, had a good looking mama who never was around, but she grew up tall and she grew up right. With them Indiana boys on an Indiana night. All right, welcome back in. 420 edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. I should, real quickly, with, with Jeff not waiting on the phone lines, let me say a genuine thank you for not playing one of these songs when he was coming. Because after, if you just joined the show, <laughs> Trevor had a... Weed-specific intro today. He changed the whole intro Only for song. today. And then a and very... Maybe next year. Yeah, very pot-centric songs to begin the show. And then I was like, oh, my God, Jeff Brom's coming on at 3.30. He's going to have to wait, and it's going to be like 
I was going to clean the, the room the because I got a. <laughs> I was going to get. It. I was like, oh my god! And then thank, you just played Homeward Bound, which I was like, thank God. I, for, for the record, if there ever was one, if I was going to stay with the theme for Brahma, I probably would have played this song. Okay, yeah, because this would have glad been, you didn't. Yeah, because this could have. It was either this or your. I got five on it. Indicas or sativas, Jeff? Uh, <laughs> that was going to be my question. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, he's never coming on again. But uh, big thanks again to Jeff Brom for spending some time with us last segment. If you missed the interview, we'll have the podcast up shortly after the show. You can oh, yeah. always find uh, If you miss a second of the Rutherford Show, you can find that podcast wherever podcasts are available. Just search Big X Sports Radio 1450, some variation of those words, and you should be able to find our shows Spears on Sports, as well as the Who's Report with Matt Dennison. KRC's got their own channel. They're, they're, they're fancy. Yeah, they're, they're cool. They're big and nifty. It's- uh, I know, I know. Uh, not to pile on the sad news of you losing your blue check mark today. Oh, man, it's, it's RIP. But I got, you're not the only one suffering today. Okay. Apparently, the Eagles have hired Matt Patricia. I saw this, and it was on my list of stuff to bring up today. <laughs> Why? I'm so excited about this. Why would you do that? We're taking like good <laughs> Eagles players, and we're giving you Matt Patricia. We didn't even take him from you. We took him from the from. Well, I know, but like he's still he's he's always going to be ours. He's he will be most closely associated with being the former Lions. Head I mean, at, le- at least the, when, the the one guy that who's the one that that, that deferred the ball in overtime that for your with your coach is defensive guy. Oh my God! What was his name? What era was that? Where the lot? <laughs> it was y'all deferred on overtime. People were like, "What are you doing?" It was the win, uh, Marty Morningwood. Yeah. Now we had to bring him back. He ended up being one like OC at one point. He had a, a good run as an OC. And then one of your other coaches, who was a defensive guy, came back. He was our defensive coordinator like just a couple years ago. Who was your head coach before? Not Jim Schwartz. Yes. Okay. He was with us as well, and and he's a good defensive coach. Like those two as coordinators, I don't mind. Schwartz was a good defensive coach. Maybe the out of all the weird guys we've had coaching the team <laughs> over the years, maybe the weirdest. He had crazy eyes. He did, he did but he, he did well. He was well. He was our defensive coordinator when we won the Super Bowl. He was <sighs> he was our he got a ring. So, uh, but yeah, but but I see this. I there's there's one guy and hey, doing it because say say actually likes our listener, my buddy say. His sister like knows Matt Patricia, okay. Like they're they're like they they like they have each other's numbers in their phones, and she, she knows a lot of famous people, okay. And like so, he's like always trying to defend Matt Patricia. I'm like, I hate Matt Patricia. Like the only thing I like about Matt Patricia is he was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots when we went to Super Bowl. He was that bad, and every time they would show him with like pencil, that pencil, stupid pencil in his mouth, and like, well, he's how much is he really paying attention? He's going to be at the Lions next year. And I'm like, poor Detroit. <laughs> like, they suffered enough, have they not? Yeah. Now we've brought him in as a assistant coach uh, uh, to the. He's no the senior defensive assistant. God, they just make up jobs. And they have these people they, to give you seriously. Each other it's like the coaching fraternity where they're like, "Hey, man, when I get when I get canned because we're all going to get fired at some point, <laughs> you create a job for me. If you get fired first, I'll create a job for you. If it's me, I need you. To, and they're all like assistant to the regional manager titles. It's just it's it's unreal. and they get paid. Yeah, for that title, I'm sure he's going to get like 850k. Yeah, he's just going to be there too because we have a brand new offensive and defensive coordinator, and whose names I'm I'm alluding, but I know they're both young, just like Sirianni's still young. And, By the uh, way, they unverified the Pope on Twitter. Took away his check mark. No. The Pope. The, we get fake Popes running around all over social media now. Could the Pope not throw down 899 for a for a blue check mark? Well, got to consider. You know, they're not they're not swimming in money. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, can't we just count his trade for the tax exempt? I mean, this is what your money's going to go to when they pass around that collection plate. 
This is what you're getting the, the Pope re-verified. I'm going to put a check in there just made out to Twitter for 899 blue check and see what they do. I got this Pope. <laughs> got this Slam pump. down. The 10 on the table. Keep the change. Oh, man. Blue check's going away. Patricia and Eagle. Uh, the Pope is not verified. What is this world? Co- the tw- is this year's 420 the apocalypse? The good thing is now we do get to see who's paying for this. Like LeBron is paying for his. His, Which is then LeBron the one that like publicly was like I'm, I'm cheap. not going to pay for it yeah ha, ha ha I'm cheap that's the funny joke I'm not going to pay for it Which I do kind of wonder if like Elon would be screwing with him where he's like you're going to make fun of this like I'm going to make everybody think that you did pay for it <laughs> and if you say you did nobody's going to believe you Which would be kind of a cool move I mean does LeBron even know what like under a tenar bill looks like Probably not Speaking of LeBron my my run of correctly pick, predicting every game of the NBA playoffs right came to an end last night because I picked with you for the first time. <laughs> told box. you not to do that. I picked the Lakers over the Grizz. Evil they, they overpowers good always. Uh, you are now 0-8. Uh, I, I dropped a 7-1 and in the postseason. You know, you know what the sad part is? Is what I'm left here yesterday. Because I asked you before we went off the air, I said, is John Rampley? And you said yes. And then, like, I think 20 minutes after we went off the air, they announced he wasn't going to yeah, play. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. And so I thought to my, I almost texted you, but I thought to myself, because I knew you were going to soccer game, so I would not bug you. But I was like, John Rand's not playing. Like, I nailed it. We're, we got this. This is in the bag, baby. And then, yeah. Yeah, didn't work out. By the way, baby, uh, Adam Cole was on uh, Dynamite last night with Fun Dynamite. I turned it on for a split second because it was my TV was on T, uh, TNT, I guess. Oh, yeah. And uh, I saw like two seconds of it. Somebody ripped something up that the other guy is a tag team match. He, like, ripped something up. Oh, I can't remember what Whatever happened, happened got like, and I saw the actual pin, and it got no reaction from the crowd. Like, the crowd could not have cared less about this match. I was like, these guys suck. <laughs> I don't remember when that was. That was it. But I did, you mentioned I did leave yesterday. I went straight to Virginia Head Soccer, and we were supposed to go to this, like, um, this fancy, like, cocktail uh, aviation show at, at the Bowman Field hangar. They have these, like, fancy cars and fancy planes, and I think rich people just, like, drink around it. It was cool to get invited, and we're like, yeah, we, you know, we we'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll go there. And then like, we've had a bunch of stuff come up this week and unfortunately we didn't have a chance to make it. And we we're going to be rushed anyway. Cause Virginia did have soccer and you know, we weren't going to be wearing our fancy clothes at Seneca park. I should just soccer by the way. Well, I was going there okay. and I was like, I'm flying. I'm trying to get there as soon as I can because it, it typically ends like five, 10 minutes after I get there and I'm running into all the traffic from this aviation thing. And I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, Oh, the irony uh, finally made it there. We, we took a step back yesterday. We took we took, <laughs> we took a step back at the progress. I like the way you said that. <laughs> she just, I mean, she's. I don't think Virginia's going to be a big time athlete. I know, I know it's early. I know there's there's time to grow into it. The writing is a little bit on the wall there. I think we're, you know, she. I mean, she wakes up every morning and performs these like videos. She's like, welcome into Virginia's videos, and she and she performs Frozen. I think theater and drama, and she she likes ballet a lot. Uh, she likes gymnastics. I think that's going to be more her thing. But soccer, she's like, she's like, I'm good at running. I'm not good at running and kicking the ball. And I was like, well, she's she's self-aware. But uh, she she got a little frustrated when I was there at the end. And then John's running. I mean, yeah, all my hopes. I'm, like, I'm not putting any pressure on John. But, <laughs> but I am. Like, this, he's like, this weekend, you see me just getting the fungo bat out and, like, just ripping fly balls to him with a glove in his hand. Like, if you can walk, you can catch a fly ball. <laughs> but. All my hopes and dreams are on your shoulders on him. Yeah, <laughs> See, that those people playing tennis, that's you in two years. Uh, but no, but she... You just remind me the best part of Frozen 2 was when Olaf gives the recap to the forest people. Olaf is a great character. <laughs> when he does in the, I can't remember the general. He's like, 
He's like, no, Anna, don't. He's <laughs> like, they're all getting into it. There's a whole series of videos on Disney Plus where Olaf I've performs saw, like all the, all the different Disney movies in like five minutes. Virginia loves them. I, I, I actually thought about watching one of them last night, but it was like three in the morning. It's a I quick watch. Maybe. You, you'd already gotten enough Olaf for, <laughs> for one early morning hours. He don't know what happens in summer. Let me tell him. Let me tell him. We tell him, no. Yeah, we do that all the time where it's like, when is a good time to snuggle and cuddle? Put me in summer and I'll be a uh, yeah. happy snowman. <laughs> happy I have to do the Olaf voice a lot at home. You should. It was funny. Yeah. I'm buying for Olaf, though. Well, John's gonna you're going to have to beat John John's out. John's going to get bumped. You're going to have to beat John out. John, John is Olaf in, in our house. I think I was born to be Olaf. Uh, we have a, a a new addition on the women's basketball front today. They, yeah. They officially announced uh, Kiki Jefferson – the transfer from James Madison, who was the Conference USA Player of the Year this past season. But that's not all. Louisville, still plenty of roster spots to fill. Still plenty of, of holes that Jeff Walls needs to, to to fill from last year's roster. New player coming. Florida transfer, uh, Nina Rickards, headed to Louisville. She announced she's a one year of college collegiate eligibility left. She's a COVID senior. She averaged 12.2 points per game last season for the Gators. Five foot nine guard adding more depth to that backcourt. Jeff Walls, look, I know that losing Haley Van Lith is not somebody that you can just replace with, with, with you know, this player or that player. She's one of the, you know, she's honorable mention All-American for a reason. But he's doing about as well as you can do in the transfer portal right now. Jada Curry is a huge addition. Kiki Jefferson's a huge addition. And uh, Nina Rickards is also a huge addition. He's, he's given his team the best shot possible to look like our normal selves next year given the fact that they had nine vacant roster spots after all the moving and shaking after last season. So props to Jeff Walls, king of the portal once again, getting it done. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know like a lot about these ladies other than reading their statistics, and they all seem impressive. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean it's, that's as much as I can do. And, and you know what? Also, more importantly, despite all the, the, the turnover and the new faces and not knowing these names, it's all moot because there's one thing that will not go away, and it's I trust Jeff Walls. I do too. And if you know these are the, he thinks these ladies can help him, you know, in what could be, you know, just to use a comment that everyone hated when Tino did it, a bridge year, and this could be a bridge year. This is a year that if this team does kind of slide into like a fifth or a five or six seed, I, I don't think you can really be mad. I mean, in fact, that might be impressive with you know with, with this makeshift roster he's putting together. But all in all, it doesn't matter because I trust Jeff Walls' judgment. If he made it work last year with all those moving pieces that just did not seem to fit for whatever reason through the first two and a half months, and then still they were hitting their stride, playing their best basketball at the right time of the year, making yet another Elite Eight, you just have to give him the benefit of the doubt at this point. Like This this will be, if Louisville goes to another second weekend of the tournament, it'll be his most impressive, I think, yet. But he's certainly given himself an opportunity, and we are bringing back, the, the four players who are returning are no small name. I mean, you've got Olivia Cochran, who's a very solid post presence. Uh, you, she's going to have some help down there. So he's doing, he's doing what he needs to do. And like you said, as long as the pieces are good enough, you trust Jeff Walls at this point to 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 get the most out of what he's been handed. Last couple of years, I know Iowa lost in the final game, but even the last couple of times we've lost, we lost the national champion, don't we? Didn't Stanford win it all the year we lost? Stanford them? won it all the year we lost. We to lost them. South Carolina last year, and, and and they won it all. Yeah, um, I mean Mississippi State's kind of the outlier. They ended up losing to another. Yeah, game. but they should. They who we would have beaten? They didn't beat us. They uh, technically didn't beat us, though. We won the game. Yeah, we won the game. We're, so. we're basically national champions. I mean, we lost. Uh, did no well. What eighteen nineteen Connecticut? Did they win it all that year? I don't think they did. 
I think that was they, the year they game. lost the very next the game to Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, that was the year. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's still what the last three, two, three, last four, whatever, two last three. I yeah. mean, we're losing to good teams. Yeah, it's not, and I would maybe should have won that title. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, you need to call Nick Kern. Oh crap! I do. Yeah, get him on the phone. Uh, we're gonna talk to Nick Kern coming Got up here. Women's basketball and frozen. Well, speaking of Nick, who'd have guessed that on the bingo card of four twenty for Trevor? Nick Curran can definitely talk women's the uh, women's basketball. I'm not sure if he can talk frozen. Maybe we'll find out in a second. I don't think he's at that level yet. He's not a, a kid, but I don't think that his his kid's still very young. I don't know if they're at the frozen age yet. I mean, we're just entering the frozen age uh, at, at three and a half here. I'm not sure, but we'll we'll pick his brain in a I second. I it at 42. You did. Uh, we'll talk Louisville Bats baseball as well. Bats riding a hot streak here coming into tonight's contest. Uh, they've won three in a row after a little bit of a, a sluggish start, but maybe even more important, at least for, for Reds fans here, is the activation of Ellie De La Cruz, the number one Reds prospect, uh, the guy that everyone is dying to see in a Reds uniform, the guy that Chris Welsh said was the most impressive player in all of spring training for Cincinnati this summer. Uh, I guess the spring, and uh, we're going to see him as a Louisville bat. That's how his professional season in 2023 is going to begin. He's been on the injury list since the season started. That officially changed today, and maybe Nick will have some insight as far as uh, as when we're when we're going to see him for the first time in, at Slugger Field. Uh, and we'll also maybe talk uh, a little U of L women's basketball recruiting with with Nick. I think he's fine with doing that. I know he's here as a a bats representative, but. He's the play-by-play man for, for Jeff Walls and company, so we can get it done. It's a huge weekend for the Bats. It's always a huge weekend for the Bats. Thunder at Slugger is coming up. I, I think you know about that, but it's uh, it's more than just Saturday nights. We'll talk to Nick Curran uh, about all that good stuff, and he joins well, us now. Oh, spoiler, he has not seen Frozen, so leave it alone. <sighs> Let it go? What you say? <laughs> <laughs> he joins us now on the phone line, uh, the, the voice of Louisville Bats baseball. He is Nick Curran. Nick, happy Thursday to you. How are you? Same to you, Mike. How are you? We're doing well. Yeah, we were saying, because we were talking about U of L women's basketball coming in and also Frozen. Trevor watched it for the first time last night because and Frozen too. my daughter's obsessed with it. This is how Trevor spends his days as a 42-year-old single man. And uh, I was like, yeah. you know, Nick Nick can definitely talk to U of L women's basketball. I don't know if he can talk any Frozen, and apparently you haven't reached that stage just yet. No, uh, our little lady has not gotten into Frozen yet, so I have not watched it. I've seen Lilo and Stitch about a thousand times. Oh, that's good. Uh, and all the Toy Story movies as well. She's been uh, very much into those, but not yet Frozen, probably, thankfully. You've probably got a year. Like Virginia is three and a half, and she's just now fully in the face, so you've probably got a, a little bit of time. Um, but, oh, uh, but, but Louisville Bats, this is always a big week for the Bats. It's Thunder at Slugger weekend. I know there's a lot going on at the ballpark. It's Copa night tonight. Uh, Bats also kind of hot right now. Three in a row, starting to play some good baseball, Nick. Yeah, it it is. A big night here, uh, Copa night, and uh, that'll be cool playing as Murcielago. It's always popular, and, of course, $2 beers and and everything. And and playing well, three straight wins. Got a walk-off double from Matt Reynolds. Uh, in the ninth yesterday to to win it, have won the first two of this series against Charlotte. Both have been one-run games, so they've both been exciting. And uh, and tonight, uh, Ellie De La Cruz makes his long-awaited Triple A debut. Uh, a little hamstring injury coming out of spring training, so they were careful with him and has been in Arizona rehabbing and now is uh, is ready to go and and makes his Triple A debut tonight. The top prospect uh, for the Reds and one of the top in, in all of baseball and. Um, I know everyone pretty excited to, to see what he does at the AAA level for the first time, and uh, he's in there tonight for the first time, and um, I, I know uh, a lot of eyes will be on 
be on that here tonight with uh, with Ellie in the lineup. Well, I was going to ask. Yeah, I mean, he's off the injured list. I didn't know if he was going to make his debut tonight, but we are now officially it's it's Ellieville. We're we're, we're excited about this. Yeah. I could not be more excited about it. I mean, I was talking about before you came on uh, the the air here. Chris Welsh, famous uh, you know voice of the Reds, he was saying Ellie De La Cruz was the best Cincinnati Red. In all of spring training, he, he was the best player. This is a – we've had a lot of talent come through this area. This may be one of those guys that we look back at and say, I remember when I saw him in a Bats uniform. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's uh, that's the track everyone expects from this guy. It's, um, you know, you, you look back over the course of, of time with this franchise and especially in Reds affiliation, you're, you know, it, it, Joey Votto, Jay Bruce, uh, Adam Dunn even – um, and and a guy like Aroldis Chapman and, and, and guys like that, I, I definitely think, you know, seeing Ellie De La Cruz will sort of fit that mold and, and like a Johnny Cueto. There's been so many good ones. And, um, I mean, he can do it all, and, and that's what people have seen from him. Last year put up pretty absurd numbers between Dayton and, and Chattanooga at high A and, and double A. And uh, looking forward to seeing what it's all about, uh, another – jump in level with with a, a, another jump in pitching and it'll be interesting to see um how that goes for him but uh, just uh, an electric guy from what everyone has has said and um i know you know added to the 40 man in the off season so a guy that that they think is on the fast track to join that reds team sooner than later and uh, looking forward to seeing his stop here in louisville however it may be however long it may be yeah, it looks like uh, Ellie De-, De La Cruz starting at short tonight, hitting second for the bats uh, as they take on uh, Charlotte tonight. 635 is the first pitch. You'll be able to hear it right here on 1450, the Big X. You mentioned the three-game winning streak after a little bit of a, a slow start. What's changed for the bats here uh, this week? Uh, I think uh, they've been swinging it well and, and started to, to really um, put it together at the plate the latter stages of their series in Toledo last week. And, uh, you know, I think um, – Pitching was tough last week. Toledo's got a really good offense, and, and they're they're swinging it really well right now. But uh, they've gotten good pitching so far this week, and that's uh, that's been huge. Uh, Brandon Williamson, a, a big Reds prospect, started here on Tuesday and went six scoreless in, in route to a win. And and then uh, Randy Wynn got the start, kind of the swing guy, three innings only allowed a run. And then Jared Solomon looked really good in two innings of work yesterday as well, scoreless relief. So. Uh, you know, I, I think the pitching has clicked, and, and, and the offense has been there, too. It's all kind of hit it together at the same time, and, and that's been a big reason for uh, for the uptick in wins. And I think everyone looked at this team on paper going into the year and thought it would be a really talented team capable of winning some games and capable of uh, certainly being a good hitting team and a and a team that, that has a talented starting pitching rotation. And I think it's just finally starting to, to all kind of come together. Talking some Louisville Bats baseball here with Nick Curran on 1450 The Big X. Uh, Nick, Saturday, always one of the biggest days of the year for the Bats. It's Thunder Day. Uh, the Bats, are, I think, are going to play as the mint juleps again. You've got the, the, mm-hmm. the fireworks are going to happen. Uh, you, there's going to be a concert there. It should be a, another huge, huge Thunder at Slugger Field. It will be. Um, in case uh, folks are, are unaware, you, you can buy a ticket to the game. You get a wristband. You can come in and out all day. Uh, and enjoy everything down on the waterfront, and uh, this can kind of be your your home base. You have the restrooms, the non uh, porta potty restrooms, which is huge, and um, some some indoor areas as well. In the event that you need to uh, to get out of any sort of uh, a chill that could be going on that day, so uh, great place to be. 
still some tickets available. Uh, you can go to batsbaseball.com and, and see what, what there is and um, get your spot because it's, it's a great deal, great value being able to, to come here, see the game, see a concert, and a pretty good vantage point of the air show as it goes on. It's always surreal as that starts while the game is going on. So um, guys throwing pitches and trying to hit with, with like F-14s flying overhead and then um, and then as the day goes, it's just a, a, a good spot to be. You can walk around a little bit, come back in here, settle in for the fireworks, especially on the first base side, just a great uh, vantage point for everything taking place down there. So good spot. We'll be playing as the Mint Juleps, which will be really cool, and um, just excited for the weekend. It's always you know, our most exciting day here. Everyone gets, uh, gets fired up for it. It's an all-day affair, and uh, looking forward to seeing everyone here. If you want to see the fireworks from downtown and you don't want to get peed on, Slugger Field is the place to be. That's what I've always said. Uh, that's the, it's, it's the that's, best selling point I can can give for Thunder. Yeah, can pretty much guarantee you will not get peed on here. So that is uh, it's a great thing. It's the and Nick Curran guarantee uh, right probably there. Probably the tagline. The, the probably the tagline we didn't know we should go with for it. There it is, Nick Curran guarantee. You come out Saturday night, you're not going to get peed on. Uh, if you don't, if you yep. can't, uh, if you can't make it out for Thunder on Saturday. Sunday, I believe we're going to have some some kids running the bases, some pregame autographs. It should be another uh, a good day at Slugger. Yeah, a special uh, gates opening time of 11.30 in the morning on Sunday, and then uh, autographs from 11.40 to 12.20. Fans get to go on the field. The players will kind of pass by you uh, in a line to sign autographs. Some, some great guys to, to have here right now. A lot of a lot of the future of the Reds here and, and a good chance to get some of those we mentioned Ellie earlier, but Matt McClain, Michael Ciani, some of the other uh, big prospects in addition to a Brandon Williamson we mentioned earlier in terms of a pitcher. So there's a, a lot of good names to be able to get in terms of autographs, a lot of great dudes in that clubhouse, a chance to kind of meet them up close and personal and, and uh, do that on Sunday. It's one of the coolest days every year. So if maybe Thunder's not your thing, probably won't be dealing with quite the crowd size on Sunday. You can get out here and, and get some autographs and enjoy maybe a lower key day at the ballpark with kids eat free as well and, and run the bases and there will be inflatables. So uh, a great family day here on Sunday with the pee all cleaned up. Yeah, no, no pee. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to be fine. Uh, yep. real, real quick while we've got you here, Nick, I, I know you're here as a representative of the bats, but we were talking about the U of L women's basketball before you came on uh, Jeff walls cleaning up in, in the transfer portal. This is a, a such a unique situation where he's got not had nine open roster spots for next year. He's doing the best he can to fill us up with quality players. But for you, I mean, this is you've got a, basically an entirely new team to call when the season rolls around here next November. Uh, you got to start learning some background here already, probably. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be wild. Uh, definitely uh, the fewest returners uh, that that I can. I mean, six. Obviously, you knew it was gonna be like this anyway because six we had six leaving at the end of last year. Uh, as seniors and finishing up their eligibility. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot. And um, seeing the latest news today, I, I would assume that, uh, I don't know, maybe 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 they'd be looking for – he, he kind of said last year he thinks 10 to 11 is probably the ideal amount to have on scholarship on the roster. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what is, is kind of coming next. But I, I think it's exciting because, um, you know, I, I think that – he talks about it all the time, but, but they're a staff and he's a coach. They look for a certain kind of player and a certain kind of fit uh, into uh, that family and, and, and that environment. And, um, and I think uh, it's, it's not, he says it all the time, not for 
uh, everybody necessarily. So I think it's really exciting that when you see them have players coming in, you can count on it being uh, someone that's going to fit well with uh, with with what Louisville basketball has been about the last uh, the, the last 16 years with with Jeff Walls here and. Uh, Man, looking forward to next year. Definitely will be some homework to do, and definitely we'll have to get to some practices uh, before the season to learn who everybody is. Uh, that'll be, but that's all part of it. That's fun, and uh, looking forward to it. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be another great year. He is Nick Kern. You'll hear him on the call for the bats against Charlotte tonight. Six thirty-five first pitch. Six oh five coverage will start right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Nick, as always, really appreciate the time, man. Hey, appreciate it. Uh, an honor to be on uh, on a day with so much Trinity High School royalty. So that is uh, <laughs> that is huge. Jeff Brom, you know, I'm just humbled to be included. So thank you for that. No problem, of course. Uh, Nick, he's the best. You'll hear him tonight again on the call for the Louisville Bats taking on the Charlotte Knights at 635 here on the Big X. I love Nick. He's he's awesome. Every time I mean, he leaves, I'm smiling. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's 420. It's, it's Trinity Day. It's more of a Wagner Day. Is it? Yeah, because most of the kids that got caught on 420 and Trinity got sent to Wagner. Well, <laughs> I kid you. The three years I was there, we had like at least there's at least two kids added in the middle of the year every year. I was at Wagner. That sounds about right. They're like, where are you? Where, where are you from, Trinity? What happened? Parents just gave up into it. They're like, we're just gave. We're not going. You're not worth it anymore. I feel like when I was in school, we had a couple that went to like Ballard is where they ended up going. Oh, it was like usually soccer players. They got caught with like pills or something. <laughs> and I think we actually inherited a Go couple. The soccer team. We inherited a couple of kids from St. X where it was like, oh, he got kicked out of St. X, but he's he can come here. Are you saying St. X is a step ahead of Trinity? And it's so that would. I think it was back in the day. Okay. They had like a there was like a raid at St. X a couple of weeks ago where they they, they found like weed in the, the cars of like nine kids and kicked them all out of school. They did that at Ballard. That wouldn't be why I left. Yeah, well. they don't cut the pot lot for nothing. I mean, I don't know if our stereotype. I mean, we've been both of us have been out of school for two decades. You two decades plus. I don't know if our our old stereotypes still exist. Maybe maybe Ballard. Kids I feel like we're in Twenty One Jump Street when they go back to high school and he's like, "You got to one strap it." I'd no strap it if I could. Nobody's here's one strapping it. <laughs> I think that would be. That probably would be. I'd probably, you punched him because he's gay. <laughs> Oh, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Yeah, I mean, and that was they were like ten years removed from high school. We're we're twenty years. I'm twenty five almost. We'd have we'd have no. I was I'm technically class of ninety eight. If you wanted to be, I mean, it's... I'm oh three. This is technically my my twenty year reunion coming up here. Twenty fifth. Uh, yeah, it's, it's. I got an email from Wagner too about it. Yeah, we. I think ours is happening in like September. So did you ever actually have? Because mine's be, I'm going on twenty five, but I, I've never. Like I've seen notices like through the Wagner like be um, their I don't know website but like their fa- their Facebook pages and and the stuff like that that I'm like signed up for, but we've never actually my class has never actually had a, a didn't have a five didn't have a ten you even had a reunion nope oh wow I think it's because like majority of my class like me because I technically I mean I didn't actually I was class of ninety eight but I didn't you know graduate with the class of ninety eight and I think a majority of that class did go to like JCHS like I did. Like when I got, a majority. Oh, like when I get, didn't like, actually graduate from the high school. I, I feel like I feel like our senior. I can't imagine that that's true. I, I, I would be putting money on it. Our senior numbers was like two sixty. By the time my class of ninety eight went to stage, it was down to like one twelve. Like most of them all went to JC. Like it was like a reunion at JCHS. Going in there overall. That's it's the score by by Joe's older and dirt. I don't know the transfer portal. Yeah. We, <laughs> 
I'd walk in where I was like, hey, Becca, hey, Mike. <laughs> it was like, get the band back together. It's like, I felt like our whole home room was in there. It was awesome. <laughs> Do they even still have the JCHS school stuff? I, I don't know. You know, it's where you'd go for three hours a day and you just. You I basically... think it still exists. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like they, they try to keep it like hidden more because they don't want. Because when we found out about his kids, we're like, really? I can go three hours a day and I'm done? I got to just do work out of a workbook? <laughs> we're talking, I did not go to my 10 year reunion. We have our, our 20 year reunions coming up in September. Can I go to it? Um, sure. You, well, we'll bring you along. But like they have, you know, it's, it's, it's organized. You go like to school. They give you like a tour of the updated facilities. You go to the football game, and there's like I think they're doing it like what's what's now called the Raven used to be St. Molly's, the, the Molly Malone's in St. Matthews, uh, and like you know they they, they kind of try to do it up. And I remember Mary's, she's from Springfield. Yeah, her ten year reunion was in Lexington for some reason, and then this year it's in Springfield, but it's at like like when you drive into town, there are these like softball fields on the right side of the of the only road. And there's like this just kind of pavilion, this like little like, like you would see at Seneca Park. And we were driving in for Easter, and Mary's like, "That's where our reunion's gonna be, just like that area." In the park. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's an interesting." Are you getting there early to save space? <laughs> that's where their twenty year reunion's gonna be. Gotta so. get there before the soccer kids get there. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's I wish. I don't think. Odd choice. I mean, twenty five would be. A, you, you wouldn't really do one, but if they had a thirtieth reunion for my class, I would. I would. I would have gone to the twentieth if I knew we had one. Can you go if you didn't technically graduate from the high school? Who cares? Wagner. I think they're going to check. Do you think that that's why you don't know that they haven't? Maybe no, they have I get, organized. I get email reminder like being like, like I'll see like, well, I don't know. Like the closest thing I've got like I'm on the alumni page, even though I didn't graduate from there, but they, they're not picky. And I'm like on the Facebook page with a bunch of people I went that were in my class. I think that they've had reunions and you just haven't been invited. I do. You, need to, you need to get in touch with some friends. I, I bet they've been like, you weren't there. I bet somebody's texting you right now, being like, I was at, I was at the twenty. I wonder if there's any listeners that actually went to high school with me. Probably. I don't. I, I'm unlike you. I don't. I don't have like in touch with any of my high school friends anymore. Yeah, I do feel like a lot of people know you, but it's all like it's none of them are, are from like high school friends. I mean, the, some of my oldest friends. I know my buddy Chris. He lives in New York now, though. I mean, and he he didn't even he went with Wagner for a year because he moved back to Ohio. He lives in he lived in Dublin. Did anybody go to Wagner for a full four years besides John Boyce, who I know? No, that's it. No, I think I, I don't think you. No, I don't think they, they all did. just bailed. No, my I, my buddy. I don't know if he's listening. I know he. I, I haven't seen him since in probably ten years. My buddy John Brewster. He went to, and he graduated all four years. There you go. That's all right. the only one I, I haven't seen him in ten years. I think it's the most local I've seen since back in my high school days. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we have not hit the text line once today. We'll change that. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. I uh, will react to him. <laughs> What a, what a mixed bag so far. We've had 420 talk. We've had Frozen talk. We've had Jeff Brom on. A little football talk there. Women's basketball recruiting. Nick Kern and Bats baseball. And then Trevor's, has he been invited to a class reunion? Or has Wagner just not had reunions talk right there? Uh, reaction to all that. Man, coming, I mean, they're top 10 alumni list. Coming right? your way on the text <laughs> line after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 420 on 1450 The Big X. I'm Joan Osborne. Dum, dum, dum. I come to school with a 
Taylor on my earlobe Avoiding all the flick teasers, skeezers and weirdos Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at Give me two bucks, you take a puff and pass my bomb back Suck up the dank like a Slurpee, the serious Bomb will make a nigga go delirious like Eddie Murphy I got more growing pains than Maggie Cause homies nag me to take the dank out of the bag Happy 420 to you, to those who celebrate. It's also a very unusually hot 420. In fact, we have, I just saw via Wave Free Weather and Kevin Harden, our boy. Uh, we have Louisville has tied the record high of 87 degrees on this day, uh, of April 20th, which means maybe you're having some air conditioning issues. It's not used to being this worked this early on in spring. If you're having problems, call our friends over at AirServe today at 502-785-8600. They've got the technicians available for you 24-7. Your AC goes out at 1 a.m. you got small kids, or maybe you just don't want to be uncomfortable. AirServe is going to have someone available to take your call any hour, any day, and a technician available to come out to your home, fix your problem, get that air back on, make sure you're sleeping comfortably and safely. Call them today. You can also get a tune-up for just $49. Again, 502-785-8600 is the number. AirServe.com slash Louisville is the website. A-I-R-E-S-E-R-V dot com slash Louisville. You're like me. If it's like just a little too warm, you're not sleeping, right? I can't. This, I can't. I got. I got to be cold. This is the worst part about. So I have been sleeping upstairs. Like our, we have, you know, basement, main level, upstairs. Yeah, and it's one of those old St. Matthew's houses yeah. where like it is. If it's seventy on the main floor of the house, it's <laughs> like eighty-one upstairs. Yeah, I know. And that's where I sleep. And so, like, I, you know, I don't want the kids to be freezing. And there's no central air up there either, right? No, right. Like, I, I don't want the kids to be freezing, but also, like, I'm dying up here. Like, I, I hate being warm when I sleep, so I've been having a hard time. I get, like, I have really bad restless leg syndrome, and it, it definitely gets ramped up when I'm warm, mm. and that's, it, it, it's tough. I've, but I've, I fight the good fight every night. I mean, as someone who lived in the projects of St. Matthews, on yeah. that, on that yeah. Nor- on, I lived on Norburn. I've lived in the house. The I've bad been, Norburn, the bad side of Norburn. Yeah, the bad, yeah. The, the, Not the estates. The wrong side of the tracks. You're the wrong side Looking of the Norburn the Norburn tracks. projects. It's a big difference, trust me. <laughs> there is. You cross that little bike path, ooh, <laughs> it's a different world immediately. I have no idea, man. <laughs> you better watch your back. It's like going across 110th Street. But I, I, while I've never, like, you wouldn't let me in your house, I've been to the front of your house. We had COVID. All of us had COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you keep telling me that. I think it's long COVID. Just thought I fight myself. Over. <laughs> it's why I'm just keeping you away. <laughs> but I, I thought, but, so bad. I, I didn't have to go in. I've been in your house. Those there's like three. There's like three different houses in that entire area. Right, exactly. and they all look the same. I've been in all three of them. In fact, I loved it. I, those houses are fun though. I mean, they're just small. But I know that I, I lived for a short time. Uh, for the two years I was in that Norburn house, there was like a six month span. I I slept up in the attic room, and yeah, it gets so. Like wintertime is fine because you can just put a space heater up there. You don't mind it being cold, throwing yeah. a hoodie. But when yeah, when it's hot, it gets stuffy and it's oh, I couldn't do it. Before we go to the text line, I've got a, a, a conundrum here that I need your help. With. I'm all for it, man. And I'm just reminded. So the you the, helped me. The Reds famously started following me on Twitter. Right? Yeah, yeah, not a big deal. No, no. Even though you lost your blue check, you no, know, I lost the blue check. Maybe they'll unfollow me today because the blue check's gone. But I was told it <laughs> we was like they had the real Mike Rutherford. <laughs> I was told by because I know one of the guys who helps run the account, and he reached out and he was like, "Just so you know, like this wasn't me. There's something going on. I don't have all the details, but they're going to reach out." Right. And so they reached out, and I, I still don't know what's going on, but they asked for my shirt size and my home address. So I'm like, awesome. It's probably gonna, it's going to be like a, a Spencer Steer autographed glossy photo. I'm just like, why did you even need the shirt size? I'd be more worried they were going to like 
like hang you in effigy or something outside your front door. <laughs> why would they do that? Well, that's why they need your shirt size and address. Why would they hang me in effigy? Would they, why would they need my shirt size for that? Because <laughs> they want to like make the dummy look realistic. Jeez, I don't know. Where you, I don't know how your brain works sometimes. But we'll see. There's your problem. Yeah. You think it works? I know. We'll, we'll see what this is going to be. Maybe Ellie Dela Cruz jersey. Just yeah, at least that get the there. statement right. Give me something nicer. Nah, kind of. Um, <laughs> so that, but that just jogged my memory. So as this is happening, as I'm getting this this kind, whatever it's going to be, thing from the Reds. I'm I, a buddy of mine reaches out and he's like, the Yankees are playing in Cincinnati in, in next month. Okay. And as you know, you guys seen this, if you heard about this, one of my oldest friends is the Yankees hitting coach. You have mentioned it before. Yeah. I think you mentioned it the first day I met you. I don't think he was the hitting coach. The you first day me, I met you. You told me, well, no, he was, he was actually positioning to be the job. Yeah. We broke the news like that, yeah. like that September. The, I guess it was like that October that it was going to I'm happen. pretty sure you have it in your bio. I might. I might add it. Even though you don't have the radio show. But so Dylan's going to be in town. And, and like one of our friends reached out and he's like, he's got a bunch of tickets in the family section for, for us and like some other guys that he played with at, at Transy and other friends. And like, so we're hoping we can all go like all of his, his buddies from Louisville, all the guys he played with at Trinity, all the guys he played with at Transy. So I could be sitting in the Yankees family section at a Reds game. And this brings up the old like the old conundrum of hey, what if your son was really good at basketball and got recruited by UK and went to play there? Like, how would you handle that? Like, I'm I'm a diehard Reds fan. I will be rooting for the Reds when they play the Yankees. But if I'm sitting in the Yankees family section, like, do I have to wear? I'm not wearing Yankee stuff. Do I have to wear neutral neutral colors? Will, Can I not cheer? I don't I don't know how to handle this. Will you take off the Orioles hat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the question. I'm not taking off the hat. Will you take off the hat? You know, you know these are George's box. These are his, these are his seats. They but, look but this is badly like, on him. It's different because this is a, not a home game. This is a Reds home game. Yeah, where I'm sitting in the Yankee section. Like I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't first know. of all, I don't think this should be a conundrum at all. I think you should wear the red shirt. In fact, I'd wear the one that they send you if they get it to you in time. Just like full obnoxious jersey in everyone's face. I mean, I, I want yeah, I want I, I want you to come in full manager. Gear. <laughs> just uniform. I up. want you uniformed out. David Bell, number 25. I'm wearing like Dylan's number. I think, he, I think he's 74. I've got like a 74 yes. jersey for the Reds. Yes. I you need to go. I'm your all, opposite. You go all out. You do that. I'll go with you. And I'll even wear like the whatever the Reds uh mascot is. You're always trying to scheme your way into stuff. Well, okay. Yeah, no one else offers me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here you going, Trevor. Would you like to go? And I'm like, no. I'm gonna go with you and help you out here. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, but the thing is, I know you're not going to let me go, so it makes me look like a good guy for volunteering, even though I know I don't have to actually do it. I mean, I, it's not about letting you go. I've got no control over this. This is an invite situation. Oh, come on. It's a Reds home game. Like, getting a ticket's that hard. Well, you can go to the Reds Yeah, I was for gonna, sure. They used to get away to buy one, get one free Reds tickets in the back of the coupon book I bought for my cousin every year. <laughs> you know what book I'm talking about? Maybe. They have a coupon book you'd flip through and everything oh, would yeah. buy one, get one oh, free. Yeah, yeah. They had Reds tickets in there. I'm sure they do. <laughs> they had, of course, they had Redbirds tickets too, but it's not nowhere near there. <laughs> it was like, get buy one, get one free green seats. I'm like, okay. <laughs> a major league baseball game. But I, I think you should do it, yeah. Go, go, go full gear, raw Reds. Don't hold back. 
But wait, Eli is definitely just screwing with people. Like I mentioned, like how LeBron still has the verified check. Stephen King was one of those guys who like was like, I will never pay for Twitter. I'll never do it. And he's got he's verified, and it says like he's subscribed to Twitter Blue, and he he verified his phone number, and he's tweeting. He's like, my Twitter account says I've subscribed to Twitter Blue. I have it. It says I've given my phone number. I have it. Like, who do we believe? I kind of as I me. Mean, Stephen King once told us a car could talk. Well, this is true. <laughs> I think Elon's just screwing with people. And like, it's, it, it, is it an abuse of power? Yes. Is it kind of funny? Yeah. I mean, it could be that, or it could be some of these people are actually doing it because you know their egos are that big. And they, I don't think so. I mean, but they don't want to admit it. So no, I mean, it, their egos are so big that they're not going to pay nine dollars to have. It, it's not, no, their egos so big that they anymore. can't do it. Go without having the check mark. Well, the check means nothing anymore. Like, like mo- almost every celebrity has lost theirs today. So who cares? Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> It's almost it's like good, the problem, you look like more of a loser if you paid for it, which is, is why most they're more, screwing with them. Most of them were fake celebrities anyway, probably. I mean, yeah, it was like a million people had the blue check. And now, like, a million people still have it, but they just they pay for it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take some texts out. We have not uh, – we've ignored the text line. Here we go. All right, let's knock them out. The texter says uh, Elon's rocket failed, and now he's taking it out on all of us. What happened with the fail? I thought it landed okay at one time. Well, it blew up, so – well, that's not good. Was somebody on it? No, there was. It was an unmanned, uh, oh. unmanned thing. But now, like they, they, they didn't say it blew up. They called it a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. It's <laughs> the fanciest way to say it blown up ever. Which is how we also refer to the end of your relationships. Like you, you, you know, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a bad breakup. It was just a, a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. That's how it worked. But I love <laughs> how many said the scrabble was basketball season. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell that all the, the SpaceX guys have been prepped. Like, it, like, if something goes wrong, as long as it launches, we're going to celebrate like this was the greatest success of all time. So they're commentating it. And, like, it launches. It's up there for, like, 30 seconds. It's supposed to do something else. I don't even know. And it blows it's like up. a trick. <laughs> it blows up. And they're like, ooh, they're like, it looks like the, the manual, like, like blow-up button has been hit. And, like, all the SpaceX nerds, like, start, like, cheering. Like, they just, like, Apollo 13 just re-landed back safely in Earth. And, and, like, it's just, it's so, and they show Elon who looks like he's kind of pissed. You can't tell. But it was supposed to do more stuff, and it it, it blew up. Now, it, so now, this one blew up, but didn't they do one that did land? Or yeah, the one where it, like, launched and then, like, re-landed. Yeah, back. Was super I, I could have cool. swore. Yeah, I swore I saw that. Yeah. But this one had a rapid, unscheduled disassembly. I have. <laughs> which is just one of the greatest euphemisms of all time. I did see where, like, the his cars are, like, the most recalled cars in America over the last, They're like, burning five up years. Yeah. It's yeah. hilarious for something you got to pay, like, 100 grand for, too, on top of it. Texture says, "Great A work on the intro, Trevor." Thank you. Texture says, "Edible Eddie." Oh yeah, we we're talking <laughs> the, the casuals who enjoyed this day. <laughs> hey, Benny Bullhit, <laughs> Benny the Blunt, Vicky Vapen. <laughs> Texture says, "Bad weather for the spring game. This bad mojo is uh, for TK tempting the fates for not doing what you promised for bringing Brom home. Eat a damn salad before things get real." If we lose the opener to Georgia Tech, you're eating a full salad. Should I eat it before the opener? Well, if you want to test fate, then. You but can I? Can but hold see, off. the thing is, I need to know. I need to know my salad. First of all, the new salad is going to be crispy lettuce. I don't want that. That soggy lettuce stuff was. You need good. a Caesar salad. Like that's the. It's I don't. The I don't want Caesar. World. I want. I want. I want it's cheese, lettuce, and croutons. I want steak strips on it. You can do that. That's fine. And they got to be warm steak. I don't want like poison God, like the last you are place. The highest maintenance person I've ever been around. <laughs> you should see me in the bedroom. I want a hamburger. No, I want a hot dog. Sector says, you're all talking the last time you played pickup had me thinking of if Trevor has heard the Dan and the Dump story from a few podcasts ago 
They had me crying. Trevor should be the snow monster. Ola? <laughs> no, there was. It, oh, marshmallow. No, snow monster. I think is from. Oh, frozen. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. yeah, frozen marshmallow. Yeah. Fro- yeah. Uh, but Dan's Dan the dump story of him playing pickup for the first time in a while was was very funny. Um, so Danny's like he he was good at basketball. He played at Trinity. He was good. He plays like intramural king, but he's gotten old. He's got three kids now, so he hadn't played in a while. And he's up there in Columbus, and he goes to like the the the, the local gym. And he's like he's like I'm feeling good. You know, I used to be good at this. I'm going to like the A court, like where all the the good players play. And he's like he's like first of all, I'm the only Caucasian there. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm happy to be like, you know, I, I get noticed right away. You know, they're pointing me out. It's like a white men can't jump scenario. It's all right. But he's like, he's like, you know, these guys look good, but I feel like I can play with them. He's like, very first possession, I'm matched up against this dude who looks like he's a six foot four linebacker for the, like, <laughs> like fresh out of Ohio State. And he's like, he just first possession, he eyes me up, and he just trucks me. He's like, just trucks me right through, lays it up, and just goes, he don't want it. <laughs> right in my face. He's like, I was like, oh my god. Was he older? Was like Danny's age? Or? No, I think Danny, I mean Danny's my age, so I think yeah. he was. I think he was younger. He's like, he's like, I was wearing this tight shirt, tight tight shirt, and he's like, one of the guys comes over to me, like in between games, flicks my nipples and just goes, I got nipples, and I was like, Danny's like, <laughs> I was like, you're getting bullied. I was like, you can't show your face back at this gym no, ever again. They just embarrassed him. He was like, I'm going back. I'm gonna play. I'm like, I you go practice. First. I'd move cities. I'd, I'd come back to Louisville at that point. Like Col- Columbus is dead for you. It's done. You gotta go. You gotta leave at that point. Yeah, you might want to head, head, head over to Dublin. I mean, I know it's a little richer area, but come on. Well, that's where he lives. Oh, he does live in he Dublin. Lives, he lives in Dublin. Yeah, Dub- Dublin's a little more the high. Oh, Danny got it going on there. Yeah. I know Dublin. He's selling pipe. <laughs> pipe sales are, are good. Texas, what do you all think about Hunter Dickinson to UK? Do you see he's taking an official visit? I saw that. That the rumors are though he won't. He didn't want to go there if. Oscar comes back though, right? He well, he he does. He has his own podcast, and he was on doing the podcast today. And he he basically gave away that they told him that Oscar is not coming back. Like he was like, I don't want to step on anybody's toes and like make an announcement. But he's like, all I'm saying is like what they told me about that situation is I'm still taking the visit. So that's he's like that's all I can say. I was like, oh, so basically you're saying he's not coming back. Although the rumor lately has been that he's he is coming back. I mean, if I'm a Kentucky fan, I'll take Hunter. Dickinson over Oscar Chibwa. I I, I kind of feel like I think he UK fans are the Cal wants to do. Too. I can't get a sense of what UK fans want more, but I feel like they're they're more in like the we want Chibwa. Like I saw a lot of like no when Dickinson was talking about coming to UK. Which, I mean, if you're a UK fan though, it'd be hard to like not be loyal to Chibwa. I mean, the guy. I mean, despite you know only getting one tournament win in in two years, and it's not his fault. He's averaging like thirty five points and thirty one rebounds. Like, like, how do you be like? We'd rather have this guy than you, who averaged yeah twenty points and like twenty rebounds over two years. I mean, it's kind of he's the national bleeping player of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, but no, so it does. It does kind of like if I'm a UK fan, it does kind of be hard to to say that. But on the other hand, I think. Hunter's just a, I don't know. I think I think I think he would be better for what Cal wants to do as well. Texas says Rutherford show drinking game. Drink every time Trevor says yada yada, and drink every time Mike clears his throat. Have nine one one ready to go. Yeah, you would be you'd be dead. Both those <laughs> things happen too often. I can't control my my throat. Hey, and be thankful if I didn't use yada yada. You you're you're adding like six minutes to the story. Okay. Well, when you say yada yada, I'm like he's got four more in him. I've still got. I've still got time to doze off here if I need it. He's not done. I like the day you left and went to the bathroom and came back. Did that happen? <laughs> no one noticed. <laughs> Probably did. 
Texas, I think you all were just talking about the fake Big Easy Twitter. I helped TK run that way back in the day when I interned on the Easy and Bo yep. show. I wasn't going to throw his name out there, but yeah, that's uh, that's one of the interns. That was well, I don't know who it is, but yeah, props he, to that guy. I think he ended up, he worked, ended up working sales over at uh, WHS and stuff. Texas, I watched Green Street and Life According to Garp. Both are odd movies. I'm not sure what was wilder, Elijah Wood beating someone's ass or someone getting their penis bitten off. I'm okay. gonna let you, I'm not going to tell you which movie's from which, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Garp is awesome. I, I can't recommend Green Street because I want to go rewatch it. I'm wondering where this texture saw it because I, it wasn't even on Prime. Like I went to go, I was going to rent it or buy it on Amazon Prime, and that's the only movie I've ever looked for on there that wasn't available. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, anytime I pulled out a movie, and I pulled out some random ones because Video Store Days gave me some random memories. And anytime I've gone into Amazon Prime, you know, his last desperation because willing to pay for it, and I go there and I find it, but. You type in Green Street Hooligans, it doesn't. It comes up like the sequel, which I didn't know there was one until I did that. Your boy stays there. Said no one would notice Trevor's little boner. I think that was when you were saying you had you needed to stand up at some point. <laughs> oh, they'll notice, all right. Stays there, senior boner. <laughs> That's the bigger question. Here. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> Texture says uh, we had a tuning commercial mid-interview. Damn, it, I'm sorry. Tune in. They're podcast, at it again. Podcast will be up. Tune in free. Podcast will be up right after the show is over. Texas, what do you think attendance will be at the spring game? I think it'll be a little bit lighter than it would have been if we'd had like today's weather. If it'd be, if it had been today's weather, we'd have a pretty good crowd. Yeah, if, if it'd been eighty and sunny, I think that I think the weather will scare some people away. Mm. Um, the thing that sucks is you, you can't. I've seen people who are like, you got to move it. You got to move it. You can't move it to Saturday because it's thunder. Yeah. And you can't really move it to Sunday. That's not fair to all the preparation that's taking place. So you've, you've got to play the game. Plus you got people hung over from thunder. No one exactly. wants, no like, one wants to Friday is the perfect day for yeah. it. And you've got recruiting. Uh, you know, their visits are set up. You can't just throw the game on Sunday. So hopefully the weather holds off and is at least okay. But I, I think I, I still think the attendance will be better than the, the Scott Satterfield spring games. I'm using air quotes here because they weren't really spring games. Um, but maybe not quite as high as they were at like the peak of the the first Petrino era and the, the beginning of the Craig Thorpe era. Because those used to, we used to get like really good remember when spring game attendance was a big talking point between like the because UK was like, we don't care about your twenty thirteen national title and your your football teams winning sugar bowls. We had forty five K in our spring game and we're like, you know, cool. But like that was a big rivalry talking point. It's kind of I feel like spring games have lost their luster a little bit. And they could have moved the spring game up like to today. I could do it on a Thursday instead of Friday. Well, no, because you got recruits coming in. They can't. That are well, that's true. Yeah, you want to play in the weekend. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're Sorry, right. number nine player in America. You can't go to the game because we're playing it Thursday now. I'm just saying. Uh, we got to go to break. We come back five o'clock hour. A couple basketball recruiting notes. We'll play the transfer portal song. Look at this dressed up. Who's dressed up? Mofo over here. I can see. Oh, Scoots is in the house. He's, uh, he's here to celebrate. The window's not that high up. So he's looking. <laughs> he's looking dapper. He's looking fantastic. I've been told no more short jokes. So I've been. I've been yelled at for this. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> Five o'clock hours on the way next. Keep it locked right here on 
show, the only show in this area that I can guarantee is telling stories of 42-year-old men getting high and watching Frozen by themselves on 420. Oh, I do love the fact, I mean, because you let me know last night what was happening. And, and I do love the fact that, like, with you, I'm like, I'm not worried about using it as fodder for the radio show. Because most people be like, don't ever tell this story, but I actually got high and watched Frozen last night with you. It's like, this Care? is, this is we're, I'm, I'm, we're talking about this five minutes into the show. I, even when we have Jeff Brom coming on at 3.30, this is going to have to come up on the show. And, and we bring it up it. with Nick Kerr and our guests. We brought, I mean, it, we brought it up with it. I mean, yeah, we have Nick's no like, shit. I'm holding off on Frozen until I'm forced to watch it. I, know. I want to make it's not that bad, buddy. Well, I mean, he was, yeah, he's like, he's like, I love Lilo and Stitch and the Toy Story. I'm like, well, if you love those, you'll probably like Toy Story too. I, I, okay, I've I mean, never watched Frozen. the sequels. Uh, I've seen. I know, I know, all so, but the most recent one. Well, there's only there's only three, right? There's four, I believe. There's four. You now there's four. And spoiler, but I do know how it is. It's for the the kind of Holocaust type ending where they're going in the furnace. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I thought it was referenced to that. That's, that's three. Okay. Well, how the hell do they make a four then? Well, they don't. They don't die. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think happened at the end of Toy Story Three? Oh, they got pushed to the furnace and died. Woody got burned alive like Terminator. <laughs> a little red light went out. <laughs> so long, partner. <laughs> he melts into a oblivion. <laughs> He's compared Toy Story Three to the Holocaust. What? <laughs> I thought that was the common. I thought that was like the the symbolism of it. Again, I've never seen the movie, so maybe I'm way off. Can you stop? You've never seen that. Should be the first. That should be your clue to not go down this road. You've never even seen the movie. I uh, I have seen the first one. I has to. Here's a great. Are we supposed to go from here? Here's a great fact. I have the first one's VHS original VHS unopened. Okay. I don't know if it's worth anything or not. But Probably not. I remember I worked at a video store when it came out, and I, 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 we were closing, and so I helped myself to one of the Toy Stories unopened, and I thought, I'm never going to open this. A stolen Toy Story VHS. Stolen such a strong word. I borrowed is more the, the, the proper term. Let me see what <laughs> you can get for a, a vintage unopened Toy Story VHS is going for nine ninety five new. It's not even eBay. how much it would have paid for it if I had paid <laughs> for it. <laughs> now my aunt, um, she has all the Disney VHSs and still has a VCR. I mean, she has a giant rack of them, all from old school to up to the newest ones. Or until they stopped making VHSs, which would have been like probably twenty five years ago. Now Etsy has copies selling unopened VHS, the original, for forty bucks. What do, for Toy Story? Yeah, I'll take that. This is like uh, this is like the Beanie Babies all over again. You thought you were gonna get rich here. I think one of the more valuable unopened VHSs is, is uh, I want to say it's Blading the Tramp, like from like eighty seven. Because remember they quit make what Disney would do is they would make a movie right, for a year and then they would shut. They'd re-release them like twenty years later. Yeah, so that's what made them have value. And I want to say I looked it up one time, which irritates me because I have the VHS Blading the Tramp from nineteen like eighty seven, but it's obviously opened and been watched numerous times. In fact, I might watch Blading the Tramp tonight. I love that movie. You're on a big Disney kick, aren't you? I am. Box and Hound's another one I like. That's a good one. Even I like Box and Hound. That one makes me sad, though. I went and saw it in theaters. But, so, but I mean, should I watch the second, the sequels of Toy Because I don't, Toy Story's They're so good. But Toy Story's so good, I feel like I don't want to ruin it by watching sequels. I understand that mindset. I've only seen two and three. 
but I can tell you both of them are good. Both are good. Both I are mean, good. they can't be as good as the first. If one, you right? like the first one, I think you'll enjoy the second and third ones. Maybe okay. not as much, but they're they're good. Well, that's kind of how most of these books go. Let's flip the script to uh, to, to Louisville men's basketball recruiting. Which hey, I'm, I'm interesting. How are you going to segue this? By you playing the transfer portal song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wrong button. Here we go. It's the transfer portal. Who we gonna? Who we gonna get? Who we gonna? The transfer portal. Who we gonna? Who we gonna get? A big guard or an even bigger guard. All right. I feel like Elsa when she's saying "Let it go." <laughs> oh, Virginia belt. The last one when she does the passes in the past, Virginia will belt that out. And these are all words that she doesn't even know. Like, Virginia has no idea what isolation means. <laughs> I barely know. <laughs> Frozen fractals on the... I'm like, you don't even... You have no idea what you're saying right now, but I love it. <laughs> but the very last one... You're doing she, a radio show with me. She's like, <laughs> I don't care. It's, I'm just like, I love it. We're just belting it out together. There's a great uh, video of Steph Curry, who I, I'm quickly finding out is like, very much like me as a dad. Like, there's one video of him and his girls singing Hamilton like at full lung. And then there's one of him where he's doing... Who's the um, James like, Corden? Who's like the annoying British guy who got outed as being a terrible guest at a restaurant recently? I don't know about that, but who James Corden is? <laughs> he and and you know he did that singing. He would he sings in cars with with his guests. Oh, and copying. Yeah, he did this. Yeah, he did. And they karaoke do karaoke in cars. Yeah, yeah, and they do love as an open door. Where like he does the the Hans voice and and James Corden is doing the Anna voice and like he's right on cue. Like the man, you can tell this is a man who has listened to Frozen seventy five times, <laughs> like I have, and I'm like I've never related to a pro athlete more. But uh, they're all good. I kept, as I was watching you told me last night, you're like, I've only seen like the first 45 minutes mostly. And I'm like, I kept wanting to see like the timer where I'm at. I was like, I wonder where, where Mike gets dropped off. Well, if, I, if I'm talking, I've seen it all. But I'm yeah. talking about, I, I probably have never seen it like sit down, start to finish because Virginia will get bored. Almost two hours long. I know. I've definitely seen the first 45 minutes like, consecutively about 35 times. That's about the end of. When she builds the ice queen, yeah. princess, yeah, and then we pause it, go, it and then we yeah. start. With, I, I think it's when the when the, the trolls part happens is when she starts losing a little bit of steam. And then I like the trolls. I do too, but it's just you know they're they're kind of like the Ewoks there, where it's like you know, do we really need this? Yeah. <laughs> but they had a cool song, and they made we really and they need made, to go to Endor. They made Kristoff realize that he loved Anna. Anna. Yeah, we could have found another way to do that. That's probably. <laughs> So he's a bit of a fixer upper. Um, <laughs> I like that song. I, all the songs are good. I'm not. I'm not saying any are better. Than Tomorrow's going to be an all frozen day, maybe. It's summer. Um, Paul B. and Cardi. This is not transfer portal news, so it's good, but it is recruiting news. Paul, oh well. Paul okay. B. and Cardi of ESPN. We mentioned yesterday he updated his final 2023 men's basketball rankings for that class. Uh, he had Trenton Flowers all the way up at 17. He had Dennis Evans down at like 58. But two other players, Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams, both cracked the top uh, 75. Today, he releases the overall class rankings. Kenny Payne's first full UofL recruiting class checks in at, drumroll, number seven. Seventh-ranked class in America, Kentucky's number one. Duke, UConn, Michigan State, Memphis, and Oregon are ahead of the cards, but still a very solid haul. Uh, if you look at the the, the 24-7 sports composite— bother me his two jobs before us were ranked ahead of him. The two places he worked at before us. Oh, right Oregon there. and UK. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Memphis? Um, <laughs> no. The 24-7 sports composite rankings, because we've had final rankings going across the board, have updated, and they have both Trenton Flowers and Dennis Evans as five-star players. So two five-stars, we can officially say it, 
without fabricating it. Uh, Kenny Payne, getting it done. Killing it. Getting it done. Doing work. With traditional recruiting. Now. Putting five on it. As far as the transfer portal is concerned. <laughs> the only major news is one guy that we've been actively recruiting, Miles Stute, or had been actively recruiting at least at the beginning from Vanderbilt, has gone ahead and committed to South Carolina. So he's off the board. Uh, mm. the, the the kid from Montana State, whose now name is... Uh, Battle, wasn't it? Yes, what's his first name? Something, wasn't it Khalif ba- Battle? No, that was the guy from Temple, right? That You're right. That's, but it was something Battle, Khalif Wyatt uh, is Raekwon Battle. Yeah. The kid from Montana State. I knew it had the same name. That's the only reason I could remember it. Though. So Raekwon Battle, Louisville's reached out. He's a uh, high-scoring guard, 6'5 guard, 17.7 points per game last year. Good three-point shooter, um, good slasher, plays good defense. He's also been contacted by Rick Pitino and St. John's. Why is he going after our sloppies? He, there seems to be a lot of Rick Pitino. He's trying to get in on, in on McKenzie and Baco, which, by the way, St. John's fans— You can't blame him for that, though. St. John's fans are very confident that they're going to land in Baco, and I'm not seeing anybody really predicting that outside of them. But you'd be cocky, too, if you were a St. John's fan and you just got Rick Pitino. Oh, they're doing the thing where it's like, give you'd me be, some— You'd be overly cocky, too. They're doing the whole deal where like they're like mixing and matching lineups. They're like— Give me some combination of Mbako and <laughs> Ronnie James. And like, we're going to be like, and I, I do see Louisville fans doing this again where they just like list all the players as if it's somehow impressive or like current Davis. <laughs> I'm like, we're just listing names. I, mean, I know there was internet, no one when Pino got to Louisville, but if the internet was where it is like today when Pino got here, I mean, we've been the same way. Oh, yeah. I mean, people were doing that on message boards all the time. Well, like, yeah, because you still had, yeah, you're right. You had message boards still back like, then. You talk about, Commitment for playing time. Chat room. Rakeem Buckles. Juan <laughs> Palat. Like, all these guys. It's like listing the names. I'm like, we're just listing names. That does, that means nothing. Uh, JJ Trainer. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> just because you list it doesn't mean it's like, you know, everybody's got but about you, 13 scholarships. But if you players. say it in that voice, it makes a difference. Exactly. It, Mike it, James. Can you imagine? In a world. Dennis Evans. Um <laughs> Percy Miller. But the other the other St. John's news that, that is, I, I guess, somewhat pertinent to our interests, Quinn Slazinski, former Cardinal. This is yesterday, right? Yeah, went to Iona. He announced yesterday that he is following Rick Pitino to St. John's. So best of luck to Quinn. I don't think there was really a shock, was there? No, Isn't I, he the third Iona player to go to St. John's now? Yeah, but the big one didn't. Uh, oh. Um, yeah, Wyatt he, ended up going to Florida. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Wayne um, – no, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We, we were talking. We 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 had his name on our list originally. We did. I mean, he's he's awesome, but yeah. he's 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 going to Florida. Um, Slizinski, I thought it was funny that Rick Pitino, in like the middle of the season after Quinn got hurt and he was he announced that he wasn't coming back, he wasn't going to be able to play because of the injury. He's like, he won't be back at Iona. He's going to go to a Power Five. He wants to begin an IL deal, and like he was right, but he ended up <laughs> taking him with him to his new Power Five job. So best of luck to Quinn there, but. Patino, I mean, he's going. He tried to go after Carter Bryant. He tried to. He's, he's trying to go after Mackenzie and Baca, who did. He gave him an in-home visit. Um, well, if he's going to fall short on all these big names, little fans on that feels when you first get Patino. The whole thing. I mean, the the, the Mackenzie and Baco stuff is. We're not hearing anything. Either we feel like we're we, we've locked him up, or I don't know what's going on there. And people are always asking for updates, asking for updates. I'm like I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to do. I don't know if you saw what became kind of a viral post where somebody slid into Churchill uh, Abbas's DMs and was like, hey, man, when are you going to get a visit here? And uh, Abbas was like, I don't know. KP hasn't invited me for a visit. I saw someone, somebody posted something like Jack Harlow. and on like, uh, yeah. I don't even know what to believe at this point. I, I don't know if these are 
like made up screenshots. But like, I shouldn't have to say this, but don't don't slide into the DMs of recruits. Let's not. You don't tag them. Don't slide into them. If you want, if you want to talk about them and name them, you can. If they want to search it, then then that's their their issue. But that's the best policy. Yeah, I mean, if you want to name if you want to name a player or recruit, I have no problem you you tweeting their name out, whether it be good or bad. If you want to be negative about them, that's your opinion. That's fine. I just yeah, you don't have to tag them personally and be like, look what I think about you. Yeah, exactly. Like like I said. Yeah, if, if JJ Trainer somebody wants to search his name and he runs across it, that's the problem he's gonna have with searching his name. But this does just go to show like how desperate I think Louisville fans are to like have good news and to get something something to be excited about uh, or more to be excited about because like the whole Kenny Payne moves in silence thing, it's it's great if we had been awesome last year and we knew what our roster was gonna be for the most part right now. But because there's so much uncertainty, like we are just desperate to hear anything. So we've got, we're like trying to talk to recruits themselves, like, hey, we can't get anybody to say, anything. are you coming to take a visit? Let us know. That's the spot that we've been left in. Uh, but outside of like the vague eating popcorn gifts and, you know, wink, wink, eye emoji stuff that's out there, we're just not hearing anything substantive. That's the uh, stuff that needs to be banned off Twitter. I know. On any of these fronts, we will find out what Carter Bryant's going to do uh, a week from yesterday, next Wednesday. He'll make his announcement at 8 o'clock Eastern. I still, I mean, people don't really know what's going on there. Like, it seems like he is in an era where whenever you make a announcement for an announcement, people seem to know what that announcement's going to be, where you're going to go. And right now, I mean, Arizona fans seem confident, but it's like a, he's a slight Arizona lean. Some Louisville fans who are you know, doing the whole, like, I know something more than you know, seem to be confident there. I'm, I just, I, I've got no idea what he's going to do. I'm curious in how many cases, I know this is, to look up and you wouldn't know it anyway. I don't even know if Kelly Dickey could look this up, but like if a big recruit was down to two in an announcement, how many times did he lean towards the more hometown team in the, of those two? I know he's from Cali, but Arizona right being right there, you know, would be considered more of obviously. Yeah, a, it's West Coast. Exactly. I'm just curious. I wonder how many, because I'm sure there have been multiple times when there's like two or three only left on the table. Maybe sometimes there'd be three, maybe even four. No more than four, though. And there was like you got your like your one local school, and you got like your you know your three, two or three big guys. Like I wonder how often the recruit stays local in those situations. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we were I, the name Harrison Barnes came up yesterday to me, but mm-hmm. like I remember him like he, like he had like North Carolina, Kansas, Iowa State because he was from Ames. Yeah, and of course he went to North Carolina. You know, I remember that. I remember that announcement. Um, Usually, you can tell when the, a, a team is just tossed in, like when as a, as when, a these favor. Chica- when these Chicago kids have DePaul in there. It's like, oh well, well he's not going to go mean, there. I get that. That's, <laughs> I get the pity toss, but the, DePaul's not Arizona. DePaul's like we're fourth again. <laughs> I mean, even Iowa State. I think that was when they had Doug McDermott. I think didn't they when he when he had Iowa State. I think he's a Barnes. But he coached Iowa State. Uh, uh, Doug McDermott's the player. No, Greg. I'm sorry, Greg. McDermott, Greg yeah. McDermott. Yeah, Greg McDermott was at was he? I think he was at Iowa State already. Wasn't I think he? he was at Creighton at that point. You're probably right. Well, you're probably right because McDermott and Barnes were teammates in high school. Uh-huh. His son was. So maybe you're right. Maybe he was already at Creighton. I was thinking he was at Iowa State because I thought he was going to take it, them both there. Greg McDermott never. He, he was at. Uh, he was at Creighton in 2010. So that would have been. That was the post. That would have been that year. Barnes committed in 09. I think he was on the. So I guess that would have been the year before. So was that was that his first year at Creighton? Then? Yeah, 2010-11. Was he head coach somewhere else before then? He was at Iowa State before then. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. Okay, yeah. I had to write. Yeah, he just left and went to Creighton. Okay, yeah, he, he was, took his son with him. But I think he was at Creighton when Barnes made. I think that was his first year when Barnes made the announcement. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. Anyway, it's yeah, it, we're in that area. That's 
I, I don't know. I'm just curious. Recruiting guys might know this better than I would, but and I wonder if Lule was reasoning because we, in this case, we are the outsider of the two schools for the big recruit. Yeah, I'm just wondering if there's like a, a you know a, a percentage that could help me feel more warm and cozy. Even though the fact he's doing it on my birthday makes me already feel warm and cozy. Yeah, we, well, we then again, I've had some pretty bad birthdays, so you know we got that going for us, which is nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, Thor's text line, 502-414-1450. I'll be pretty far behind on that, aren't we? Texture says, I think I just saw Master P walking out of the J. That man wears a lot of gold to work out. <laughs> What's the J? Is that Jefferson Mall? Is it still around? But he wouldn't be working out there. I don't know what the J is. He was mall walking in J Mall? Maybe. It's called J Mall, by the way, not Jefferson. Some, somebody sent me a, a Reddit thread about, it was like, what are some places in Louisville that you think are fronts for, for like drug activity? And one of them was bringing up Andy's TV off Shelby Road, which I've talked about for years. I love Andy's TV. And one of the comments was like that UofL radio guy Rutherford always, he's got deep ties over there and he also has ties to Master P. So I feel like that's a good bet. I was like, are you kidding? I can't tell if this is a joke or not. I was like, is this, this is a Chinese restaurant all over again? I can't tell if it's a really like good joke with like deep references or if somebody like genuinely thinks that that i've been like having some drug activity with andy's tv and i have brought master p into the fold recently <laughs> they're doing like Cheech and chong they're selling t- tvs outside out of andy's made of marijuana who knows <laughs> the whole truck is marijuana texas says, will the luxury boxes and indoor seating areas be open tomorrow i don't think so i wouldn't I, guess so. i don't think I, I think what i've heard is that they're not going to be open tomorrow but don't don't quote me on that Reach, oh, reach, out, boy, to your local, reach out to your local U of L representative and find out exactly what's going on. <laughs> Texted, what would it take to get KP on the show, or even better, Josh Jameson, so we can get a better idea of what his role is? <laughs> Jameson probably would hang up on me or us. <laughs> he would, you would be more professional about it. Me, if I did the interview, he'd hang up on me. Josh Jameson has no idea that we exist. I feel pretty confident in saying okay. that. Okay, most people um, don't know he exists. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get Kenny Payne on the show anytime soon. I don't think Kenny Payne's done, like... Has he done anybody? I don't think he's done, like, lo- outside of his show. I don't, I don't think he's been on any lo- of the local shows. He did, He did like, the Tom, Lane, the, the Tom Lane interview. He made his rounds doing, like... Um, but that was really early. It was, like, he did one with, like, But it was Eric. all TV. Yeah, it was. You're right. It was all TV. Yeah. Because there, the, the first one he saw, I saw him do with Crawford was the first one I was like, this dude has no charisma. Like, he just came off just sounding so vanilla and bland. It, it worried me. He, I mean, he might start doing radio shows soon. He's not going to do our show. I feel pretty confident. So. <laughs> you don't know. I could. Get, I could get him. I don't. When have you gotten anybody? I got Nick. Oh, somebody feels crunchy now. I don't think you did. I think Dugan got Nick. No, I got Nick. He got Jeff. <laughs> I'm the one. I called Nick last week. I was talking to him. I was like, "Hey, you already got a homestand. Why don't you come on the show?" Now he was like, "Jeff one, reached out to us this time." Jeff, yeah, yeah. Last time Dugan got him. This time. This time it was us. All us. So yeah. So don't don't eh, come on. Make me make me mad. I told you what I'll do. I'll get you a Duke a Duke football commentator. I'm fine with that. <laughs> me anybody. <laughs> Texture says, uh, Mike, get you one of those mini split heat AC units made for smaller areas like your second floor bedroom. I have heard people like that we've lived close to that have been the similar predicament have said the same thing. It's not. It's annoying. I don't like it. It's not like I'm that miserable that I'm going to pay money to have something I know we have a little portable AC unit in the uh in the studio up at uh, uh OG Studios and it works actually really good. Yeah, they they apparently they've worked wonders but one I don't think we're going to be in this house for like 
that much longer. Oh, come on. You say that. You've, already, you've been telling me this for like two years now. No, I haven't. No, we've been trying <laughs> to stay here. We, our plan has been to be, I think since we started the show, like four years from that point. I think we, we have like two years left. So I don't want to make like gigantic renovations at this point. But also, like, it's just, I'm okay. Texas, there's not a single person listening to the show right now that is surprised that Trevor turned around and watched Frozen 2 in the same night as watching Frozen 1. <laughs> I mean, it was, why not? I'm on a, I'm I'm on a groove. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not blaming you at all. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I, if I'd thought about it, it hadn't been too late, I might even watch some of the little side stuff on there, like the Olaf's and stuff. Texas, oh, this is a Plumbing Bro text. Oh, good lord. Haha, Scoots, I sincerely apologize if I came across as offensive in any way about the Android joke. I've used the strikes me joke on Roush and TJ in the past. It's all in good fun. I'm just goofing like I do in 90% of my text messages. Apologies on that, pal. What do you call him, an Android? Did Scoots get, well, because he has an Android phone. Did Scoots no, get offended about an Android had, phone? No, he has, because uh, his messages are blue with me, so he has the iPhone. Well, the text in question was, I'll be honest, it's very surprising to me that Justin owns an iPhone and not an Android. Scoots 1,000% strikes me as the guy, the one guy who has an Android and completely kills the group text from blue to green. No, he's blue. And apparently Scoots got very upset about that text. Yeah, and of all the things that you could say about Scoots to make him mad, accusing him of being an Android guy is, the, is what apparently set him over the edge. I don't think I have, I don't think hardly anybody in my friend I, that I talked to has any more green. I don't, I don't either. Oh, well, Nick's a green. Roush? Kern. Oh, Kern is? He's a green. Come on, Nick. Yeah, come on, Nick. Mary's got like one friend in one of her girl group chats that like always just screws it up for everybody. He's got like the one green. It's like shit. it just messes up the whole thread. I think yeah, most of the people. I think the last one, my buddy Rube was the last one they like get go to go to blue. Texture says uh, neutral colors for me going to the Reds game. It worked in pro sports for a while. Huge no go to all in on Reds apparel in the Yankee section, regardless of home versus away. It's just one of those things. But sure as hell, don't do the crap of wearing both teams' gear because that's the. Oh, I'm not gonna. No, wear don't that. do I, that. I don't wear the half and half. That, those people should be beaten. If I'm doing anything, I'll just wear like white stuff. No, go go all wear. No, go all, go red gear. I mean, like 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 in, like in your boy Brian's uh, senior day, and I got tickets to see the Rutgers game, and I didn't realize that we were our tickets were in the Rutgers section. Me and my buddy Rob sat in the Rutgers section in, in all our Louisville gear and ran our mouth the entire game. Got stuff thrown. The best part was the guy behind me kept throwing stuff at me, and when I turned around, he blamed his kid. He's got like a like five year old. He's like, "Timmy, quit doing that." I can hear him like snickering. He was the one throwing it at me. It's all right. We won the game. Texas says the the J is for Jewish Community Center. Masterpiece working out the JCC. I didn't know that was even. They've made great renovations over I've there. Heard, yeah, it's looking I've great. Texas says that campaign does go on the Jerry Eve show. Mm. Does he? <laughs> Suck up. I feel like I haven't even heard that. <laughs> Texas Master Pete will schedule the second episode of The Truth immediately if you send a demo of your and TK's transfer portal jingle. He's got to add Snoop to it. Texas's rapid, unscheduled disassembly is also what happens when I'm making out with TK's mom. <laughs> ah, there's my man. <laughs> you started to like that guy. <laughs> I think that was the best one yet. I think he's married, too. His wife's okay with this. <laughs> Schedule this That was the best one yet. Oh. No, the one yesterday was good too. That, but that wasn't the same guy. Oh, was it? No, that was like we're getting separate that was people the mom now. Guy. All different people. I mean, there was the one day where everybody was just piling on. Yeah, but this yeah, I think yeah. is the guy. Like yesterday was funny though, because yesterday was the guy was I think you made he did the same thing this guy did. He made a re- he twisted a reference of the show's topic into like my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Rapid right. unscheduled disassembly. 
Texture says, new line for all overexcited guys. I wasn't fast. That was just a rapid, unscheduled <laughs> disassembly. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know either. But I'll try it. A rud. That's like you're like, like Paul Rudd reference. Stuck in a rud. I'm stuck in a rud. <laughs> yeah, he, he rutted pretty hard. It's pretty early. <laughs> I had to take matters into my own hands because of the rud. Texas says, Mike, how can you be a Lions fan? Doesn't wearing that shade of blue bother you? No, it's um, it, it's a different shade of blue. It's the with a tropical blue or something. It always had a problem with me with the Blue Jays because I I hated wearing anything blue. So for a long time, I'd only get like Blue Jays, like the white jersey, or I'd get if I got a T-shirt, it'd be like gray, white, or black. Honolulu blue is but the I'd, shade of blue. Yeah, for the line. Toronto's Blue Jay is more completely more, different. Yeah, yours is. Mine's shade. not. Mine mine's more Kentucky blue. I I don't like it either sometimes. Also, I you know, I wear blue. Brings up my eyes. Got to accentuate the eyes. I've, I've got bright blue eyes. When they're open, it's one of my best traits. They set, when, when I did that, the Red V Blue document that came out way, way back in the Still day. Still have never seen That Lefko was doing. When I sat down to do like the interview for it, the first question, and I could tell I wasn't giving them what they wanted because they were diving into like the rivalry and you know, how much you hate UK and all that stuff. And they were like, would you ever be seen in public wearing blue? And I was like, I'm seen in public wearing blue all the time. I was like, I, I was like <laughs> every button up that I pretty much wear. for. I, I think I was wearing blue that day. I was like, yeah. I got a blue jacket on. I was like, I, I, I'm not that. He's like, would you drive a blue car? I'm like, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> like, it's not that. I'm not going to wear UK stuff, but I'm not going to just take blue out of my arsenal entirely. It's only my arsenal for whether it be whether it's a Blue Jays or a uh, hockey shirt. Like, I'm not going to wear blue, just a random blue shirt, unless it's sports related and obviously not going to be UK related. Texas says, Trevor considered doing the podcast hourly so people who get off work at five can listen from the beginning. Just a thought. I'm sure it's a lot of work. It's not. In fact, I think I, I asked you that the first week we were here. We talked about yeah. it because we used to do that. Um, I think it either 790 or 93.9. We would do it. Some hourly. shows do it. 680 still does it, too. But I think that we for us, it's easier just to do it as one yeah. as one episode. I've, I've thought about it. I've done it with KRC as well. I've asked them, you know, it, does, it really doesn't. It's no sweat off my back. I can do either one, but it's just a matter of preference. And some people, yeah. I guess technically you could get more. The thing is, like, we don't really care about, like, we don't get a ratings book. We don't, like, look at clicks. Yeah, we we look at it, but we don't, like, we're not using it that much for. We do good downloading. I mean, right. We'll but, like, brag about it, but, I mean. And, and I guess, technically, if you wanted to get more downloads and kind of skew the numbers a little bit, you would have the extra sec- the extra three. So you could be like, we got, you know, all these downloads. But when you look at it, and I know you've seen this before, too. I remember when I would look at our old SoundCloud page, you'd have, like, a lot for the first hour slightly less for the second hour and then less for the third hour. Like people will stop. And so I think just getting that, that one, it's just, it's easier if you want to listen to the whole show. And if you see that, when you look at it that way, that's kind of depressing. It's like, yeah. It's like, were we not being entertaining yeah. for the first? Exactly. They just get tired of us that big. Yeah. I guess. At least this way we show it being played and we don't know when they quit. We know they're all getting the good stuff out in the first. Yeah. Hour. <laughs> uh, Texas says, have you, I have green street on DVD and it's good. Okay. I, I again, I want to, I really want to go back and watch it. It's kind of fun. It's, that's what sucks about like the the disappearance the, the, our streaming age now is if like you want to I mean unless I have to, I guess I have to go physically find a DVD somewhere but I'd have to order online I guess because I mean do they even sell DVDs at like Best Buy anymore or anything I think they do I feel like I've do been they? I've been to it's small like even at Barnes and Noble now they have because they used to have like a f- whole wing that was dedicated to like music. Like CDs I do and remember DVDs. that. Yeah, I bought a season of The Simpsons at Barnes and Noble. I used to buy a lot of like TV DVDs yeah. at Barnes and Noble because it was right by my house. Um, but they they still have DVDs there. I've noticed, but it's a obviously a much smaller section. Oh yeah, 
I mean, I just, again, and that's the thing about the streaming day is that, like, if it's not on a site and you get, and for this rare occasion, Amazon doesn't offer you to buy it or rent it through their site, you're kind of SOL. I mean, because yeah. it used to be we could just, you, like you said, we could just go to a video store, we could go to a Target, Kroger, anywhere and buy, the, buy it if we really wanted to. I can't do that. It kind of sucks. It does suck. Um, Scoot's texted in, by the way. He says, I just don't know how I can strike someone as an Android fan. It just irritates me. He's upset about this. He's genuinely upset that somebody of thought all, that, that he would be an Android guy. I'm amazed that's the line that we that, that is that is gone too I'm far. I'm saying. Like, that, that's, like, I've made so many poor short jokes about the guy. This is what, <laughs> this is what pushed him over the His edge. His mattress on the floor. This the is, fact he reenacts movies and television shows with his roommate. We've he, talked about all this. He won't, he won't watch something unless it's real and he thinks Jurassic Park really happened. Out of all those things that we've talked about, the one that forced somebody listening to apologize was a joke about him looking or seeming like an Android user. That was a bridge too far for Scoot. Isn't that a movie? No. Bridge too far? Isn't that a TV show? I mean, would that be? Would that insult you? Not really. I don't think I would care either. I mean, I, at one point when my phone's like stopped working, I had to use my sister's pink razor in like 2000. And I wrote about it on the website all the time. Like when I met our, our Carmody, he became like a big fan of the blog and he started writing for us. And I never met him in person. And when I met him, I'm on a pink razor talking to him at like a UofL tailgate. I had, I had no, I mean, I, I didn't become a, an iPhone guy till like late in the game. Like oh, 2012, I was, 2013. I was actually very anti Apple for a long time. And I think I was just poor. That was, that was yeah, but it's cool to say anti Apple. Taking a stand. Yeah, I, I had to. I had to. I had, now I did have like the the oh, see, blueberry. What's the what the blackberry? I had one of those, but like the screen was so messed up that the little ball didn't go back. So if I actually screwed something up, I had to go all the way back around like to get to it. And then also it was leaving like parts of like like sharded glass in my thumb when I would. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I, I have one of those. Before. I started to get tingling in my hand, and I was like. Maybe I need a new phone. When my phone made me bleed was the point where I was like, okay, this is we've gone too far. There were days my hand would start tingling. I did have that. I'm I, like, this is not I had good. that too. So I, I think I, I went, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, my first iPhone, which was like a three or four. I was, I mean, much like that first toke with Desiree down in, in Byronwood Park, I was hooked. Like, it was, it was, it was. And then now, now I hear them, I've got like my iPhone. I've got my Mac probe computer. I've got my, I know I, you can't avoid it. I'm connected in all ways. I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like Joey when he, when he became a Porsche guy without the Porsche. Scoot like, says, I'm just all the Porsche. Scoot together. says I'm not really insulted. Just more confused as how I come off like that. I can, I, I can vouch for Scoots here. When somebody like acts like they know. So, so for instance, like one thing that you said where I was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. <laughs> When you said I, 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 you think that I'm somebody who would like vote, vote for themselves for something, like could not be further from the case. Like I was, I don't remember I said that. You but. said you like you like somebody who would vote for yourself or something like that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I've never like I am the the total opposite of that my entire life. Like whenever I like was up for something, my dad would be like, "You if you think you deserve it, you should vote for yourself." I'm like, "I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna vote for the like this is what I, I think I is the right thing to do." Yeah. And so like it did bother me that you said that. Like I, it's not like a personal slight, but I also was like the fact that I come off that way to you, it does it irritates me. Uh, I would never vote for myself either. Um, I guess you strike me as somebody who would. <laughs> First of all, I would I'm, never I'm, guess that. I'm just you. I'm just flattered. You think I'm, I'd be up for a vote of any kind for anything, let alone like whether I do it for myself or not. Every best of Louisville award you're up for, best <laughs> am producer. I, am I really best on air personality? <laughs> best Twitter account. I didn't even know. They never sent me an invite. Could be you. I'd go to the show, <laughs> but I guess maybe I don't know. It, it does he take it as like kind of like a he's like 
kind of rednecky? Does that does, is that is that like is that what it comes off as like hillbilly? Like no, it, I don't it calls somebody an android. Is that like calling somebody like a lesser person than than us Apple people? In Goose's eyes, is apparently. that? I think that's why he sees it. Yeah, he, he he comes off as being called android, like almost being called like white trash or something. You're the oddball. You're just different. <laughs> I don't know why. I just made... Everyone wants to be the same. I was watching a random Big Bang the other day, and, and Kelly, you met Penny's parents, and she's like, I don't want these people to think I'm white trash. And her brother goes, what color trash would we like us to be? <laughs> Sounds hilarious. Trash. It was funny. Shut up and go to break. <laughs> this is our last break of the day. We'll come back. We'll, uh, we'll wrap up the text line. Uh, one final thought. Clearly, that, I'm enjoying the holiday already. Yeah, that I want to get to, and then we'll uh, make some predictions about tonight's uh, NHL. Game two between the Avs and the Cracks. I'm calling you now. Yeah, cracking the cracks. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. Mike Rutherford Show continues next. John the Big X. I spoke to joints at night. I spoke to joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel all right. I spoke to joints in time of peace and two in time of war. I spoke to joints because I spoke to joints. Snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm the queen. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I tried. I'm sorry, it's a jam. Yeah, don't let, let them, them in, in. Don't, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. You can be more views than I do. Still don't <laughs> feel. Don't let them know. Well, now they know. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. YouTube cameras. Next week. Bother me anyway. What a deep thing to say. It's, it's, I'm, I'm telling you. It's funny how some distance. Right, stop now. Oh no, let's, I don't want to think old. I don't want. I, I can do it. I don't want to. You can? Yeah. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? I listen to this five times a day at, at the very least. I was hoping Virginia be in the car at this point. No, I think she's she's at home right now. Oh. Uh, Mary's going. She's going to get her hair done, and. uh so Virginia's back at the house. Let, let her back know that, 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 we just that left radio Trevor. She's in charge of John. She's oh. good. Mom did it for me. She's three. She's five. <laughs> I was left alone when I was three and four. Were you really? Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't think you Good were. chance. I mean, I, I remember when I was like six or seven, my, my buddy's mom used to give me a note to ride my bike up to the convenience store and get her cigarettes. <laughs> and they did sell them to me. A simpler time. A simpler, I would just take a note up there. Yeah, to the, the convenience store. It's now a... I think it's now a Mexican grocery over there by what used to be a Little Caesars or Westport Road. Oh, they have the best tacos in Louisville. Because um, I used to go there. The Mexican time. grocery right yeah, there? Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, it's, Los, that, uh, oh, it's right across from the Cricket Plaza. Exactly. They have the yeah. best tacos in Louisville. I'm telling you right now. I did not know. I never that, 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 that Mexican grocery has been there. I think it took over for the convenience store. It's been there for a while now because yeah. I used to go there all the time. Um, when well, I, the Little Caesars that was on the end of that strip was the one I got food poisoning from. It used to be, yeah, the Little Caesars used to be right there. It's La Rosita 
soul. That sounds about right. Yeah. It's yeah, because like I had never thought of it. It actually was Danny because uh, he lived right in the same little neighborhood that I did. He's like, I went in there one time. They have you have to ask for the person who speaks English. You have to go in there and, and be like, I want to order tacos, but they'll come out there and make them. And then I started going there. The tacos are incredible. I, I mean, I, I have probably I might have been, check that out. Probably have not had it in like five six years, but it was so good. Best tacos in Louisville. Signing off on it. Well, now um, I don't hate them as much for taking away my convenience store memories. Of very, time. very good. You know how many airheads I bought of that place? Uh, we mentioned at the start of the show that K.J. Bolden, the number nine overall player in the 2024 recruiting class, is going to be at the spring game. T.J. Capers, the highest-rated commit in UVA football history, will also be at the spring game. Louis also, in addition to a loaded group of 2024 and 2025 and 2026 visitors, it's a big weekend for guys that they're targeting in the transfer portal uh, Willie Tyler, a highly coveted offensive lineman from Rutgers, is going to be here. Or Keith Brown, Oregon linebacker, at 22 tackles and a sack last season. He'll be here. Uh, DB Cameron Kelly from Virginia is going to be here. Georgia Southern DB Anthony Wilson will be here. Khalil Brantley, uh, tight end from Miami, is going to be here. And then Angelo State linebacker Darren Allman will also be attending. Louisville. At, at, Where's Angelo State at? No idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at current count Louisville has six spots on the roster that they still have left to fill and that's look the transfer portal is going to open back up here um right after the spring game I think it actually opened up maybe tomorrow opens up maybe tomorrow you're you're probably going to have a few more defections um and that's not going to be just Louisville you'll you'll probably have some players from other programs after the spring practice wraps up who will become available so right now they've got six spots to fill they'll probably if I had to guess have a few more and we had Jeff Brom on the show at 3 30 he basically said without saying, we're looking at a few key positions, including offensive line, linebacker, especially are standing out. My guess is they're probably going to look to add another tight end because they've got a number of really talented tight ends on the roster. They're all just very young. And the guys that they brought back don't really fit the same. Like Brom wants bigger tight ends. That's what he had at Purdue. Whereas Scott Satterfield had, a, he played basically two tight ends, but he'd call that Marshawn Ford position, the H back and he'd have some smaller tight ends. I think Brom wants to revamp that position to more fit his scheme. So I can see them like adding um, Khalil Brantley from Miami would be a big deal. That's why they're, they're going after him so hard. If they don't get him, I think they'll probably still add another tight end from somewhere else. But offensive line, linebacker, and then some more secondary help are also uh, on the docket here for Brom and company. So it's, it's a huge weekend, not just for targeting future talent in future recruiting classes, but also targeting guys who could help you out immediately this fall. Um, again, thanks to Jeff Brown for coming on the show. He was awesome. He was great. Oh, by the way, it's, uh, it's in St. Angelo, Texas. There you go. Thank you. For which uh, the most famous alum of the uh, of the city, but not the university, would be Greg Maddox. Oh, he's I, from St. Angelo. Which is, if, you, if you're wondering where St. Angelo, Texas is, it is in Central Texas. Hmm. I didn't know he was from Texas. I didn't either. Because didn't he grow up in Las Vegas? No idea. I don't, I don't know why that, that 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 comes to my mind. Like, because I think because because his brother played as a baseball player too, right? I don't, I don't know, Trevor. Let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, Thornton sucks line is 502-414-1450. We got about uh, eight minutes here. We'll get to as many of these as we can real quickly. Texas says, Trevor, can you do an impersonation of the Big X promo guy? Oh, Mitch. <laughs> he has an interesting voice. He does. People, he ask, does. About the, people ask about him pretty frequently. We had a guy that did the voice. I can't remember his name. His name was Tony. It's like deep, but it's also it's like kind of ra- <laughs> like Spears on Sports. Our first and the Mike Rutherford show. The best part is, is because that guy used to do voice when I was when I was working at Cumulus. But when I first got to Big X, we didn't use Mitch. We used a guy named Tony for the first like year, 
and he moved and he moved uh, I can't remember somewhere in New York as like he took a job like on an Indian reservation casino like it was the most bizarre thing what? I'm like well, yeah, exactly that's why it sticks out to me I was like he's like I'm moving I won't be able to do voice I'm like oh that's, that's what he was like like somewhere like upstate like New York I'm moving and he's doing like an accounting for like a casino Indian reservation I was like what <laughs> that is very very interesting is it is it yeah as interesting as greg maddox leaving san angelo when he was an infant and moved to las vegas where he grew up because his father was in the air force awesome <laughs> texas how far do you think we jump and be in cardi's rankings if we get mckenzie and baco uh well we're seven now i think we have seven now two, right i know that in in rivals like they do it like their, their their ratings are you can calculate them basically, and somebody figured out who's better at math than I am. If we land Mackenzie and Baco, we'll jump from five to two in their rankings. I, I would assume we seven. Oh, that's mean, ESPN. In ESPN, Mbako is ranked ninth in the class in the, in the final B and Cardi rankings. So if we add a guy who's ninth and we're seventh, I would assume like you. I mean, fourth or fifth probably. I would think at least. Two, I'm trying to think how Oregon's ahead of us. Did they even lose one of their best recruits already? He was a freshman last year, I guess. The guy that went to Indiana. So no, then. Uh, yeah, Khalil Ware is. Yeah, he would yeah, not he be a part freshman. of this. Yeah, class. You're right. You're right. Um, I would guess we would leapfrog both Oregon and Memphis and be. We'd have a top five class. I feel pretty confident in saying that. That's good. Texas, I'm absolutely desperate for men's basketball news. The group chat I'm in on Twitter has been talking nothing but women's b-ball for weeks, and I'm a few days away from leaving it. Well, the women's basketball team has given us plenty of news yeah, to talk about. Why? Why would you be mad about that? Men's is not is not giving us a ton. Texas Andy's TV versus the Big X is going to be the next Dominion versus Fox News lawsuit. Look, I was brought in. It's a rumor about me. It's not. A, it's, that's not me accusing anybody of anything. I was. I was relaying a rumor on Reddit about me helping out <laughs> Andy's TV uh, be a front for some shady business with with Master P involved somehow. I did work at one place, and I'm like, since my list is so long, you can't figure it out. But there was one place I did work that was legitimate business, but did do shady stuff out of it. I'm not surprised. I know exactly I'll, what it is. If you can guess it when we go to when we finish, I'll tell show. you off air. I know exactly what it is because you've told me before. I probably have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Texas just wear Louisville gear to the Reds Yankees game. I've worn Louisville gear to a Reds game before, but it's it's like it's. I mean, is that kind of a subtle Reds? It kind is. Of thing, like, I've done it like before. Like it was a cold weather game. And I don't think I had any like cold weather red stuff. Yeah. And so I wore a Louisville hoodie because it was like red stuff. You don't have any because you're not you're not a big jersey guy. You, do you have any Reds jerseys? I don't. You're not I've, a big Jersey guy, though. I've right? got a batting practice shirt that they gave us as a free yeah, giveaway yeah, yeah. when I went to a game once. That was it. But you're not a Jersey guy, though, are you? I'm not a big Jersey guy. You don't even have any Lions jerseys, do you? I don't. I had a what? I was yeah. given a Matt McMahon jersey back in the day. <laughs> he played for the Eagles too. He did. He, when McNabb got injured, that was the, that was Reed's first losing season with him as our starter. By the way, someone was looking up. It was my sophomore year of date, and someone went to like a uh, Goodwill for like looking for something to wear to like a frat party. Yeah. And they saw and they, were, they just bought it for me because it was like three dollars. You just don't wear them because you don't like them, or you just not a big Jabina jersey guy. I'm just not a big Jabina jersey guy. I've got, I mean, I've got some that I've got like. Uh, Does basketball make sense? Because you never know to wear the tank top under, the t shirt under. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Just saying, I'm not a but big like football and, and baseball jerseys, that's just you're wearing a shirt. I mean, yeah. Texas, what's the Idaho guy up to? We haven't heard from him in a long time. Oh, wow. We haven't, have we? Yeah. Boise guy. Somebody brought him up the week you were gone, too. Was Did he lose internet? Because Boise came. Oh, because it was because somebody brought up, like, 
this football list of uh, like like blue bloods, new bloods, and like fading programs. And Boise State was on the fading programs list. Oh no, I was here for that. Oh, you were? I think yeah, that was like the day I came back. I think yeah, I was. I remember doing that. And somebody was asking like, "Was the boy?" And I was like, "If the Boise guy was still listening, he would have been triggered by that. And he definitely would have texted in." But I think he's checked out. Oh, sorry, we lost Boise guy. Texas says the Lions color is still a dark blue. It's not dark. It's a light blue. It's Honolulu blue. I don't know about the official name, but it is a light blue, yeah. Blue is always my favorite color growing up. I can only wear lighter shades of blue like turquoise now, though. Same. It brings out my eyes. It does. <laughs> if you got baby blues like like Trev and I, then... Uh, I mean, as long as it doesn't have UK logo on it, I think you're okay. I think you're fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... And, and I say that, and I don't... Again, I, I don't wear anything blue that isn't sports-related, non-UK, but that's just because I like to wear more darker colors because they're thinning. Texas, please do hourly on the podcast. I'm sure it would help quite a bit. Well, you know, there's a fast forward button on there. It's a, yeah, it's a thirty head button. Yeah, I mean, you can just there's a little little like meter you can just move it forward. I mean, it's pretty easy. Texas, the frozen ride at Epcot is a banger. I can't wait. I've never, I haven't, yeah, I don't know. The Epcot wasn't last time I was at Disney was before Epcot and all that stuff was built. Texas, let it go was not a song I was expecting on 420. <laughs> I do like that because Trev watched Frozen last night. I told you this morning, and you were like, if it wasn't 420, it'd be all Frozen songs today. I, and I like the fact that you still couldn't resist. You had to get let it go in at the end of the 420 episode. I, how, how weird would that have been? Like with that, especially with the open that I made, because I made the open like two days ago. Like I knew I was going to do this. Like I like I made a special open. I got one for Brom too from the football season comes around. Uh, and yes, for those that complain about my normal open, I will work on that one as well. You could have just revamped them into make them about. Do you want to blow some dro, man? <laughs> you just made it all, all weed song. Great. Did you like that? I like that. <laughs> blow some smoke into the air. <laughs> That's better than me walking around yesterday singing the uh, instead of uh, do you want to? Why do you? Why do you break my heart? I was walking around last after the show going. Why you want to sniff my farts? You, you were doing oh. Can't confirm. <laughs> I'm driving down the road singing that to myself. <laughs> Texas, can you put a call out to Mailman Terry, Trevor's and mine, Mailman Carrier? The mail service has sucked since he left the route. Oh, man. I don't. I haven't paid attention. I Our got, service has been struggling, too. I mean, the new mailman's bringing me a lot of toll booth fees, so maybe I, I can say he does suck more. I miss our mailman was like the coolest guy of all time. And when he left, we've had like a, a steady, it's been nobody consistent. And there's stuff that I know that we get on Fridays. Like it, like we get still like, like the record because my dad was the, the editor over there for a long time. Yeah. And like, I know it comes on Fridays. And so when I get it on Monday, I know that I'm just not getting this on time. <laughs> yeah, Newman over here. There's been <laughs> stuff like that like where I'm like, I, I know this is late. Was his name Terry? Is that what the, man, the guy said? I didn't remember his name. Yeah, he, he lives in my old house, the house I'm Yeah, planted, that's Terry. right, yeah. I remember, I remember being the texture mailman. I forgot his name, though. I was already sorry. Texas, the promo guy pronounces your name somewhere between Mike and Mark, like Mark. Mike. The way he said, and the Mark Rutherford show. Like, it, it is, it's very, <laughs> it's soothing. It's like ASMR. I like hearing him talk. But it is an interesting voice. I've always wondered, do voice people, do they talk like that normally? Or do they just, like, do they bring something out of them when they make voice recording? I think it's just emphasized. Like, Sean Moth, when he's there talking, it's very much the same tone that you hear him when he does, like, voiceovers. But, like, he clearly accentuates things a little bit more. Well, I guess. But, like, when you but doing, like, play, working on play-by-play, play, I'm talking about, like, people that voice, like, like you know, the guy that does the movie, used to do the movie trailers, like, in a world. Yeah, I don't think they talk like that normally. I think that makes me sad. I think you can hear. I think you can tell it's them, but like to, when they actually fully put it on, it's a little bit different. Because I always just thought to myself, what they'd sound like if they're when they're like making love to their wife and stuff. Hearing someone with a with a, <laughs> with, a, with a really unique voice in real life is jarring. Like I, 
I went to the backside a few years ago, and Avery Johnson was there, and I I talked to him. He's got, and, yeah, he does have an like, instinctive voice. Exactly, yeah. and so like I don't know what I was expecting, but like hearing him sound the same way that he does on TV and stuff, I was like, whoa! I was like, it's real! <laughs> like you actually you actually talk like this. That's just the Louisiana accent in him. Though. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, tonight we've oh, got yeah, uh, we got NBA, we got NHL. It's all happening, but. <laughs> The big draw for us. Oh, yeah, baby. Game two between the Avs and the Kraken. Where marijuana was first became legal. In Denver at 9.30, a little bit earlier tonight, on ESPN. Avalanche trying to bounce back from a humiliating 3-1 to defeat in game one. Dropping the K. Am I watching Shallow Howl or is Trevor walking across the Big Four Bridge? It's all on the line here. TK, who are you going with tonight? Oh, you know it. it, it I, I'm worried a little bit about tonight. I think the Avalanche are going to bounce back a little more, but not enough. The Kraken are going to make me feel so warm and cozy heading back to the, the 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 Puget Bay or whatever they call it in Seattle, the Pundit Bay. We're going back home, grungy style, up two nothing. Kraken win tonight, three to two. If we go down two zero, losing both home games, I'm going to be genuinely concerned that I may have to find where Shallow Hall is streaming. Oh, don't worry, I bought it on Prime. I'll send it to you. It's not happening. It's though. on Stars too. I've got a Stars account. I can let you buy. Avs win tonight. Big Grubauer <laughs> gets lit up. Nathan McKinnon two goals. Mark it down. Avs win five two. But it's not even that close. Late goal makes it look a little bit better than they think with Kraken. Suck it, Kraken. You ain't getting it, Kraken. Let's even the series what's, up. What's the NBA games tonight? Anything? Uh, I think there's three of them. We don't have time to do it though. You want to pick one at least? Okay, we'll do the um, Kings Warriors game three. Kings lead two nothing. That's ten o'clock on TNT. No Draymond Green. No Draymond Green suspended tonight. Yeah. Um, I you know what? I roll roll with them. I die with it. Go Warriors. They get the revenge tonight. I got Warriors too. So you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Kings. You're gonna feel the beam. The streak ends tonight. Trevor's gonna get a win. Kings Warriors. We also have Sixers, Nets, and then Suns Clippers. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy the hockey. Enjoy the the warm weather because it's going away tomorrow. Apparently, have a great Thursday night. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at three o'clock. We love you, Jeff Brom. Thanks for coming on the show. You say it's gonna be a little frozen tomorrow. Let it go. <laughs> Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. me anyway it's funny how some distance